FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. They said it was a joke. I guess it's real, man. I see. I feel it. It's like the winters are getting colder and the summers are getting hotter. I'm like, man, it must be some trick. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode 12. My name is Max Pleiser. Joining me, as always, is Pringle the One. My uh, show notes here are still old, so let me erase those two. <laughs> I forgot to update those. Yeah, we're so professional around here. You know what's funny is we'll get to shout out of the week and we'll show exactly how professional we are. All right. But yeah, we're supposed to be talking about fighting games around these place or around, around this podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I just realized I totally goofed with the intro to the show notes. So um, Pringle, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm doing all right. I uh, Man, I'm kind of salty, man. Like I want to, so I worked out earlier and I was like, man, I just feel kind of lost with how I'm working out because of the lack of like tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have to like make up like weird ass work. Like I had like a pipe. And I got it, and I and I like got two Home Depot buckets, put bags of sand in them joints, and I'm like kind of doing some workouts with them. And then I'm like, man, this is like now, <laughs> like I'm like trying to figure out all kinds of ways to work around with it because exercise equipment has become super expensive, man. Like I can't just buy a, a dumbbell, a barbell, and you know do all this stuff. It's like, nah, man, I gotta get so much more creative with it because, like, just how it used to be before the COVID stuff hit would be less than a dollar per pound but now people spend like two dollars per pound so imagine spending like you want to buy like a 30 pound dumbbell set it's it's just full 30 pounds man that'll cost like 60 dollars so it's yeah it's terrible right now with that stuff and since i ain't got no gym i'm just kind of trying to like make up workouts and i'm just doing random stuff and trying to see what the hell i can take from it man it sucks (laughs) almost killed my motivation but I, i managed to grab it back the when I was working out earlier. They, they actually opened our gym here, which I'm surprised. Yeah. So, oh, man. So my gym is grimy, right? So, like, what they were doing is that the gym, my gym wanted people to still keep sending them, like, giving them money, even <laughs> though it was closed. Like so, the membership like, fee? Got, yeah, the membership fee pissed me off, man. Like, I have to, like, I still got a couple of months left on that contract. Man, I'm never doing that. I should have known, man. I hate contracts, dude. I don't mm. even like contracts on cell phones, man. It feels like I'm buying a house. <laughs> right. like, they never let you. I got to be like, yeah, man, my mom died, so I can't keep this phone no more. I got to fake a death out here, man. It's grimy that they kept the gym open. And it's grimier that I had to keep paying for the gym for like four months. And I haven't been in the gym since March, man. So that pisses me off even more. And it's been, what has it been like? Man, it's almost been like a whole year of this stuff. Yeah. Basically, man. So it's terrible that the gym is still trying to open up when it's against the states. And then what they did recently is that they I- increased the price of it. So like they they made it like a couple of bucks more expensive each month. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me, man? Really? Like it's like, dude, this gym is grimy, man. Like, see, don't ever get into things like Planet Fitness, which is a terrible gym to begin with. That's not even a gym, really. It's just a bunch of hamster wheels. <laughs> don't get into gyms where they require contracts that are like. A whole year or something that's like that. That's the only gym we have here, Planet Fitness. <sighs> Damn, but bro, they're they're month you... to month though. They don't lock you in. No, they don't. But that's the thing though. What they do is that they make you pay a beginning fee, which is like sixty dollars, and then they can lock you in. 
if it's because it's cheaper to be locked in as opposed to paying month to month. If you pay month to month, you got to pay like almost like 20 extra more dollars for a crappy ass gym. Hell See, nah, I did man. the I, I did the dollar promotion where I signed up for the gym when they had, hey, come sign up. It's a dollar. And then after yeah. that, it's it's ten dollars a month. Honestly, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. It's not so bad, but I, I still hate that gym, so it's pretty trash. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather just go eat pizza or something like that for my $10, man. <laughs> damn. Run to the damn pizza store and that's it and call it a day. I but actually yeah, don't man. mind it. There's not, like, people screaming, and it's it's just kind of very casual. You got old people on treadmills and stuff. <laughs> man, I can't stand it, man. That's not, that's not the gym experience I like, man. Maybe it's also the fact that, like, when I went to the gym there, I, just, I don't like all the hamster wheels. It doesn't, like... Way too much uh, treadmills, man. Way yeah. too much treadmills. You know, dude. see, that... I think that's why I like it more because I'm not a big weight guy. I like, yeah, I like treadmills more. I can't stand treadmills, man. They like <laughs> make me want to blow my brains out. Walk. I was like, man, if I, I might as well just walk outside, man. Like, but regardless, if you like it, that's cool, man. Mm. The one here is grimy though. They like, they take a lot of money, man. Like, I, they took, they took a good amount of money. And then what bugs me too is that like, it's either you go to those kind of gyms. MLA fitness or like a 24-hour fitness or you just try to find the underground gym those the more uh because i like the more um focused gyms and right. the gym i went to is like kind of like it's not super focused it's not like a main thing but they have like all this other stuff and like i think that's where i messed up on i should just try to go to a more focused gym but the thing about this gym is that it's close and that always trumps almost mm. anything if i can walk to the gym that's so much better but after what they did with the, the money fiasco, and then I had to ask them to cut, like, to make it so I pay less because I'm not even going, and they only cut it by, like, half the amount. Hell no, nah, man. They, they, they go either one, man. It's not, it sounds they like Nintendo one, owns man. that gym. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn. <laughs> damn well, might as well, man. Talking about, yeah, we like everybody. Man, get the hell out of here. You don't like nobody except money. You want the, uh, you want the melty experience for a gym, not the Street Fighter experience for a gym. Yeah, man, that's what it is, man. I want the I want the hardcore chalk in the basement dudes just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> you ever watch Rocky experience. Three? That's, that's the authentic. Nah, man, I I want to watch all the Rockies. I only seen the first one. Oh man, you got to watch Rocky Three because you'll you'll understand when Apollo takes Rocky to his hometown gym and it's like underground and it's not like a giant facility and stuff. It's back to the roots. It's actually kind yeah, of cool. man. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like gyms like that, man. Like, and, and like the strongman gyms, which is kind of hard to find. They have like these things called like Atlas balls where they're like this huge 150 to upwards to like 300 pounds cement ball. And you just pick up and put it on a, on a podium and it's heavy as hell, man. I've been mm. like picking up these sandbags, man. It's like these weights, man. It, like, I'm not, I'm not even liking like normal barbells anymore. I'm like, man, that stuff is whack, man. I, who picks up normal barbells in everyday life? You got to pick up heavy ass TVs and couches and stupid crap like that. You know what, I'm saying? Right. what about that, uh, kettle kettlebells? Are you a fan of those? Yeah, that, that's, that's not so bad. I don't really do them too much, but that's not so bad. Those are pretty good. Okay. Well, as much as we like talking about working out, this is a fighting in podcast. Uh, I don't have anything up here before we start getting into like the nitty gritty, but, uh, just one little announcement. Zio, if you're listening, which you probably are, we were supposed to do a somewhat review for a podcast and we were supposed to listen, and he really wanted to get your opinion on it, but I figured I would listen as well just so I know what we're talking about. Initially, this week started off being kind of slow in the world of fighting games, but then it picked up like midweek. I was like, oh man, we actually got a lot of stuff to, to talk about, and we got a bunch of questions as well. So we're rolling back the podcast review for a slower week. Too bad we didn't do it last week, really, but oh well. 
but I'm sure there's going to be another slow week where we can fit that in and we'll do a podcast review for CEO's episode of a certain podcast he likes to hate. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Did you roll back the roll back, roll back item? We could put that on there too. I think, yeah. We roll have... back so much. I don't know how many frames we on delay right here, right? <laughs> right, we are. We are. Yeah, I would have to look for that again. I think because when Broken Wing came in, I changed the show notes. So yeah. I'll have to find that again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we can use that, man. Yeah. So we'll we'll use, use that. that. <laughs> yeah, we could have used that last week. I guess I didn't think about that, but oh well. But luckily, we don't have to use any of that this week because we got some cool stuff to talk about. And I think some of it will get you riled up because uh, I think you're, you'll be pretty passionate on one of the subjects. Oh, man. Here we go. I haven't <laughs> been paying attention to anything. Just been playing a little bit of Maple Story and a couple of other things. But Hell yeah, go ahead. yeah. You know... <laughs> I have to say, shout outs to the Maple Royal community. They're so nice. Every I've yeah, met, I, I haven't met a single dick so far. Everybody's been super <laughs> nice. Everybody's chill. Right. I you know why? It's because and we have a question later that doesn't pertain to that, but pertains to something else that I think follows those same lines. Is I think everybody's older. Like, they're sorry if you're listening to this and you're like 13, but like there are no 13 year olds playing Maple Royals, which is so nice. It's just like everybody is like got a job probably married for all likelihood like everybody is in their 20s or 30s and everybody understands like hey we're here to just kind of mess around nostalgia all that people help each other out i i told you this off stream maybe yesterday where i raised somebody's fame in the game because she had 149 so i bumped her up to 150 because it looked better and then she gave me like a really expensive dagger just he's like hey here take this Thanks. I didn't didn't realize you raised my fame. I was like, oh, I didn't want anything. I just it bothered me that it was at forty nine, so I put it at fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, well, either way, here, take this dagger. I'm not going to use it, and it's like a really good dagger. And I was like, man, everybody is so cool. So yeah, man, it's it's I freaking love it, dude. Mm-hmm. Super fun. I would like to kind of price check that thing and then pay her back. I added her to my friends list, so kind of. <laughs> you <gonna pay> <laughs> You're just not going to take the good deed, man. <laughs> well, because it's a really expensive item. So I got to find out how much it costs and maybe give her like half the money. I don't know. I got to figure man, it out. If she gave it to you, man, she didn't give a damn about it. <laughs> she probably gets better stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, either way, it was a nice deed. Yeah, definitely. All right, Pringle. We got Hollywood question of the week. We're going to play overrated, underrated for select games that I usually see in that conversation. Either people love these games or people don't talk about them enough now if you're neutral you can just say neutral or middle or whatever if you don't think it's either or so the first game is street fighter 2 i'm talking the og street fighter 2 do you think that's overrated or underrated part of me feels like it's a bit overrated whenever i hear people talk about street fighter 2 because i remember playing it and i was like damn this game actually is like busted busted fam. Like, <laughs> yo, throws in that game oh yeah. my god dude since, oh, proximity. What did I say? Called proximity throws. Yes. I think a couple mm-hmm. of streams I had a trouble. Okay, so though they have those, and man, you those throws are a are, are busted. I don't even think they have like a set damage. They just do like a a, a range of a. Of, oh, they don't of, scale, right? Yeah, 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 man. Like they, there's definitely something weird with throws in that game, but they are super busted. Like I remember when the CPU threw me, I was like, all right, he threw me. It took like <laughs> almost like half a hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is? And every time I hear people talk about Street Fighter 2, it's always like they talk about it like it was like the Holy Grail. 
And I was playing this game and I was like, hell no, it ain't, man. It, that game is a mess, dude. Like, <laughs> okay. I think it's like a hot ass mess, man. Like, it, it, it's cool, though, but it, I don't know. I don't think it's kind of overrated personally for me. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. I even say, I think that game's pretty overrated, too. Even though it's pretty good, I think a lot of people really love Third Strike. And it's like, you know, it's overrated, but not in a bad way. It's just that everybody's played it. It's a very, it's one of the more popular, older, like, if you think about old Street Fighter, it's usually the one that comes to mind with people. Nobody talks about the alpha games or anything like that. Usually they talk about Third Strike. Mm -hmm. It's like Third Strike four and five and that's an only time when people mention five is not to be anything good so right first strike i think is kind of on the overrated side of things now i have a story with third strike i think back in 2013 or 14 i was watching one of alex vice stream yeah on twitch and i remember him talking about third strike and tree fighter four and how he said when third strike was the game when it was active you had a lot of people who did not like the game they were like no mm. that's not for me that's not my street fighter they didn't like the way it played but then what happened is street fighter 4 came out and then almost third strike became the game to go to it was like oh man it was looked so fondly of even though right. at the time a lot of people didn't like it because of the hate for street fighter 4 and you know what's funny is you saw a lot of that happen with street with the transition from Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Five, people are like, I don't like Street Fighter Five. That game's trash. Street Fighter Four, mm -hmm. though, that's the game. Yeah. When, in reality, you had a lot of people talking shit about Street Fighter Four. It's like, oh man, Hard Knockdown, Akuma, Ibuki. It's just like Seth, right? But it seems like every time you get a new game, we think fondly of the older game way more compared to how we were in real time. Dude, that's so true. And you know what's funny? I remember I was watching a stream where Daigo was like, he's like, do you miss Street Fighter? I was like, no, no, not at all. He <laughs> his head, bro, with the fierceness, bro. He's like, hell no, man. I'm glad Street Fighter 5 is here. FADC, Ultras. Nah, I'm done with that crap, man. It's true, though, man. I think there's a lot of truth to that because, like, personally, I can see why people didn't like Third Strike. Third Strike had parry mechanics, man. Those mm. things, like, busted everything you know what i'm saying you could like get away with murder a lot of the times man and you transition to four and it's like well there's a lot of like chip damage is a bigger thing i feel like now one frame can, links yeah one frame links stuff like that nobody want to do that there's so much practice just to get one frame links and stuff like that so that people are like man i'm going back to third strike and it's mm -hmm. like yeah I, I also feel like a lot of that like what's so funny about street fighter is that they are so different from one another and like compared to like KOF, you know what I'm saying? Look how many KOFs there are, and they're pretty similar in that regard. But and those Street Fighters, they change so drastically. And then it, like I feel like it kind of breaks the uh, the community a little bit, bit by bit, with each Street Fighter. I know Street Fighter Five definitely broke a lot of people's interest. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they're like, I'm going back to four, and then it's like, well, four is you know, four is not new. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it don't it don't got that new car smell, so they're not in that car anymore, man. So I think there is. I'm not surprised that's the case with the Street Fighter, especially the Street Fighter games. I don't know. The Street Fighter games are weird like that, man. Because, like, think about the NRS games, man. Like, the last one could be booty butt cheeks, and they're like, nope, we're going to the new one, everybody. Let's hop on this train. <laughs> <laughs> and like, right. they don't even go back, man. It's like, nah, we ain't even thinking about that game no more, man. That was 2005. We in 2006. <laughs> so it, it's really weird that Street Fighter has that kind of problem going on. Yeah, but I think you touched on it. It's because those games are so... Like, one Street Fighter is not like the next. So they're yeah, so unique man. that that's why I think it forms almost factions 
Oh, this is third strike faction. Oh, this is four faction. Mm -hmm. And I would even say, I remember I heard people be like, this is not my Street Fighter when people play Street Fighter 5. It was like, there's no footage. And I'm like, man, Street Fighter ain't even Street Fighter. <laughs> when you <laughs> think about it, Street Fighter is not what you think Street Fighter is. Street Fighter is whatever the hell it wants to be, man. It mm -hmm. really is. Because like, Street Fighter Third Strike, where's the footsies if you can like parry every freaking fireball, man? You know what I'm saying? If you can parry fireballs, where's the footsies, man? In, in four, it's like, well, now you got to take chip damage. In five, there's like no chip damage. So you can't basically kill zone someone from zoning. So defensive play is really weaker in that game. So every one of them is so different. Yeah. All right. So the next one is Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Overrated, underrated? Mm, I'd say it's overrated. Everybody know about Marvel. All right, that's I actually I can't even comment on it because I really I don't I know of Marvel, but I don't know as yeah. much as I probably should. Being in the FGC, it was a big. It was one of the big games in Evo, and Marvel Two was where a lot of the hype came from to get people to be interested in Evo. Yeah, my understanding. I could Justin be wrong. Justin Wong and Yipes um, and yeah. Kelly got all those people, and they did the the Justin Wong comeback was pretty sick and all that stuff. So. It had a huge spotlight, I would even say. So, Mike Ross, a big uh, Marvel yeah. 2 player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, was he? I didn't even know he played a lot of Marvel 2. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, CVS 2, Capcom versus SNK 2. Um, I think that game's pretty underrated. I think what kind of hurt CVS 2 is how it was released. I don't think you could play it outside of the console it was released on. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I feel like it didn't have much of what it could have been. And... What is weird, I think, about CVS 2 is that what bugs me is that, like, the Capcom sprites and the SNK sprites are, like, kind of off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think they, they don't seem like they're part of the same game. And I think that kind of hurts it when it comes to, like, visually. But, like, I, I would say it's probably underrated. It just has, has, hasn't had as much, I feel, like, traction. All right. Uh, Melty Blood. Overrated, underrated. I think it's underrated. I, I think so too. Like, yeah, I feel I feel like people don't know the godliness of Melty Blood, and they'd be like, "Man, those characters look anime as hell." I'm like, "Yep." But have you played them though? That's these that's characters the are thing, OD. Man. Yeah, man. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> so okay, I will say the property of Melty Blood. It's super weeby, and like the whole Fate series. Like, I'm not gonna get into that. Like, uh, no. Oh one. man, <laughs> did you see that picture? <laughs> like with the the Fate Stake timeline. Oh man. No nah, thanks. The is hilarious. But when you get into the game, into Melty Blood, man, that game. I think it's better than 85% of games in 2020 right now. Like current games, I think it's yeah, that good. It's good, man. Like I think there's a lot of cool things about it. Like for instance. A good example I really like about the game is that you can air dash backwards. Mm -hmm. You can air dash. I think you can double jump and still keep your air dash. And the way you can air dash in that game, I think, is really cool. Like, it's a really cool way of like the air. It's like air footsies, man. That game is like is. sick as hell, dude. Yeah, man. It is. It is dope, man. Like, it, there's just so many ways to play that game. And the characters are all over the place. Like, you got so many different kinds of characters for the type of player you want to be. So, you want to be a, like a defensive type of character, you can actually be a defensive kind of character and have like a burst and stuff like that. You want to be more of a gorilla and hit like a crap ton of damage with the character you like, you could do that. And I really, really like that about that game. Mm -hmm. It's super underrated just because brothers be playing it in bathroom stalls. You know, I got to stick a girl <laughs> right. with them. So it's like them brothers are literally playing on the ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're just finding any way to play it, which I think 
maybe it's one of the problems with that game that it doesn't get the yeah. respect that it deserves. One, it's old. Two, the property is weeby. So people are like, ah, I don't want to play anime. Yeah, man. And three, it's poverty. So it has yeah, so many things poverty, going yeah. against it. I would. I wish that Combo Breaker had it on the big TV. I don't think they ever did it on the big screen. But I feel like I feel like for as much Melty Blood has been around, it deserves it, man. I would like to see it. Yeah. The next one is Guilty Gear XXX and Core Plus R. Uh, I say it's pretty underrated. I actually feel like the resurgence of the game has helped it, but for a long period of time, since the game didn't have decent netcode. And the only way you could really play it was like what it arcade probably and like offline. Uh, that game, I don't know, man. I feel like it didn't. Nobody really talks about Action Core that much, except the people that play. And like mm. the people that play aren't, you know, until now they're now they're people. <laughs> so like right. now they're playing it. So I think it definitely was underrated. Yeah, I think it was underrated. Now I think it's rated properly. Yeah, I would say it's right there in the middle of where mm. it deserves to be. Uh, the last game on the list is KOF 13. Mm, I don't know, man. So, like, that's in a weird spot because I want to say KOF is not underrated. It's, like, it's not overrated. I feel like it's right in the middle. But, like, so, like, KOF 13 had a lot of good tournaments. But then I see, like, I don't know if we would take into account how the game looked in terms of competition because, like, I would see, like, a lot of KOF 13 tournaments. I saw a lot of the same kind of characters, and that kind of ruined some of my experience watching it i don't know like i feel like it had its spotlight but it's not like overrated but then it's not like people underrated either people still remember kf 13 i will say a couple notes here so the reason why i put plus r and 13 so close to each other because i actually find those games to be in a similar position mm -hmm. where plus r i think it's a little bit of a divisive game because it's I think it's a little harder than Exert, and also yeah. it, it plays different, right? It's, it's it's not the same type of Guilty Gear that I think you, if you if you play Exert, Sign, or Revelator, or whatever, you're probably not used to that in Plus R. With 13, I also see that as being a bit of a divisive game because it's so offensive for a KOF game. It's, oh, really? It's very explosive, yeah, with the damage, and it's uh, oh, yeah, it's true. It's, it's so high like tempo. It. Yeah. So I think people that play 2002, 98, or maybe even the older ones, they they don't really like the style of 13 because of oh, it's okay. it's so high octane. But it all it's also it's like it's one of the best looking games ever made for a fighting mm -hmm. game, and it's because of its up tempo, it it almost gets a new audience that likes not so much the methodical footsie based battle but they want to see action you know explosive offense so it's those two games i find that they're just very divisive but also they're really good so you ha you get two two different audiences for them it's interesting mm -hmm. uh one note you mentioned this and i forgot to to add on you said about cbs2 how the sprites look different yeah you know that's actually a problem that i found with bb tag is... oh yeah yeah they they're they are definitely a uh a culprit of that yeah mm-hmm yeah, like those characters from different properties, they look different mm -hmm. on the screen next to each other. So, all right, we have fighting game news. We actually got a few items here, and uh, Zio is going to hate me because we're going to talk about the two things he hates the most. <laughs> but we got to oh, talk boy. about it. He, 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 he likes this. He, he, he's <laughs> trying to hide it. He probably got a nephew or something that he plays it with and bodies him every once in a while. Mm -hmm. The first two items he's really going to hate, but he's going to have to skip over those. So, the first item of news is the Great Nintendo War of smash versus its publisher the nintendo war of 2020 i like to call it 
So website Daily Esports reports that Nintendo has begun targeting the modding community of its intellectual property Super oh, no. Smash Brothers oh. Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? They're hitting the modders now? They don't even do anything. Oh, that's terrible, bro. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I read something just uh, while we took a short break there. Nobody's going to know because my editing skills are so wonderful. But uh, <laughs> um, I actually read something that I'm going to tie in at the end here. The first takedown hit, Smash Modder Mastakalo. Sorry if I butchered that name completely. And their Goku skin mod of the King of Fighters character, Terry. The video has been locked by Nintendo and can no longer be viewed or monetized. Damn, bro. <laughs> Since... There have been other Smash content creators on YouTube who have experienced various takedowns at the hand of Nintendo of America Incorporated, mainly due to the use of any alteration or modification to the original game. This news comes off the heels of Nintendo shutting down the usage of the rollback netcode mod for Super Smash Bros. Melee, Slippy, via a cease and desist issued to the tournament The Big House. Nintendo's statement on the matter is one the community has heard many times before, which reads, quote, In order to protect its intellectual property and brands, Nintendo has to step in and take action against any unofficial version. God damn, bro. Lastly, with the two hashtags, Free Melee and Save Smash on Twitter, picking up steam, there is obvious tension between Nintendo and a portion of its immediate community. Now, the tie-in that I was talking about earlier is that I saw on Twitter how the Splatoon community is having some sort of tournament or, or gathering or something. I think it's online, but the they were going to use team names of some sort, and maybe they were going to support the Smash community somehow, and Nintendo decided to cancel the live stream of that tournament. Damn, man. Now, I, I don't have confirmation for that. I don't know if that's true. That's just something I saw on Twitter. It could be a lie. Somebody could have made that up. But if it is true, that's also pretty grimy. Man, that's terrible, dude. I didn't even know like i haven't paid attention to anything lately but man i i didn't even know that nintendo was doing they double they doubling down man they it's are. wild how nintendo i don't know why they're doing that though i feel like a part of it is because of the president that is there that died the one that was there previously iwata mm-hmm. he was more cool with that he did things like you could say that wii u was pretty much cruddy and but it had like it, the most wii u had was a 50 dollar discount like it went down 50 bucks but the 3DS went down a considerable amount and the president even chunk out of his own paycheck so that the sales wouldn't hinder um, the employees and all that stuff. So the guy took a chunk out of his own paycheck to help the sales of the 3DS at the time. But the new one, now that I think about it, we don't really hear much about the new, I think the new one's called like, maybe it's the president of America. I'm thinking of his name, but they have a new one and they haven't really heard much about him. And like, Iwata used to pop in a lot of evil uh because stuff. Reggie Reggie retired, right? He's no longer there. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, man, he retired. The new guy, I think, for Reggie's place is Bowers, I think his name is. But like, yeah, man, I think that because I think the the leadership may be one of the big reasons as to why a lot of this is happening. And it sucks, man. Like, I it sucks because like the the Smash community, out of all of like compared to us fighting game guys, they make so much content. Mm-hmm their video game compared to us we don't make much compared to them man Corey was the best we got and now he don't make <laughs> no kind of videos bro so he streams like, that he streams technically yeah yeah man that's what it is gonna be now i was like man where's my videos Corey? man but like but then smash guys have like thousands of videos man for all their crap because there's so many of them you know what i'm saying and like it really sucks that they're willing to keep still doing this like they're willing to 
keep harming the community, even though the community is the one thing that it's promoting their video games and the split. If that is true about the Splatoon community, oh, that's terrible, bro. Like <laughs> that's that's straight up terrible for the Splatoon. They don't deserve that, man. Man, it's it's so weird to me the fact that they're uh, like you said they're doubling down. They're they're not going to give leeway to do anything of you know any sort of modification of anything. And now they're doing this for content creators. It, I just don't understand. Why would you do that to your community when they're your immediate community? Like these are the people that buy your stuff and you're alienating them. And it really like if I were them or if I was a part of the Smash community or really just the Nintendo community, I would start harboring resentment to be like, man, they don't are not looking for my best interests at all. Not that they should, right? They're not my parents or anything, but like, yeah, why man. would I give them my money? Like I, I will I'll go somewhere else out of spite but i don't know how people in that community work if I, I mean, obviously they're really tied to that game but at some point it has to be like enough is enough like you guys aren't respecting the relationship of publisher and consumer here so i would be really furious if i was a part of that community so i don't know how they're going to handle that going going forward but this is bad man they're it's yeah. like they're going to war yeah yeah man and like the the modding they they modded the crap out of Smash 4 Wii U, man, and they never did anything about that. So, like, if they let, I don't know, like, four years of modding, and then it's, like, all of a sudden, they're like, nah, man, we're not cool with that. We're not cool with this. We're not cool with that. That makes them look worse, man. It's weird. You remember when uh, Dum Dum filmed the dead body in Japan, and then oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> YouTube had to take oh, action, please. and not only did they decide to make an example they didn't they hardly punished the guy but whatever like uh <laughs> they, they made an example of him by punishing everybody else so they're yeah. like okay now it, it's much harder to monetize your videos now because this dumb dumb shot a dead body and put it on our platform and it's terrible publicity yeah. this is kind of like what nintendo is doing they're m mad with slippy being a mod for smash that got a little bit of attention now they're going and punishing people who have nothing to do with it. They're modding skins in Ultimate and be like, no, you, you guys are getting punished too because now there's a spot, spotlight on modification in our game. It's just like, why? Why are you doing this? Yo, dude. And, and what's trippy too is that like, so for instance, in Street Fighter, so much people mod like the characters, the stages, Tekken, they do that too. And mm -hmm. nothing, like they don't do anything bad to us. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't like, oh man, I don't like that y'all modding the game. I'm like, they don't do that kind of stuff to that. Uh, and a lot of other fighting games, they mod stuff too. Not only it's fighting just... games. Remember when Bethesda had the Xbox showcase and they're like, we're bringing mods to Xbox, not only PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what's so bad too? What pisses me off is the fact that they're getting this angry or, or they're taking down things, right? But the problem is, is that something like, for instance, Smash Bros. Melee cannot be purchased again. No way, shape, or form. They're not reselling it. So like... How the hell is someone supposed to purchase the game and at a normal, reasonable price, too? That's the big problem. There's no backwards compatibility enough to take play GameCube games on after the Wii. For some reason, they just won't put it on any digital format, which is super weird to me. So it's like the only way you can really play it normally is by playing it online. And, the, and there's no there's no netcode on that game. There's no online on that game. Mm -mm. So it's like, how the hell are you supposed to play this thing, man? <laughs> Yeah, they're not making it easy. And then they're, you know, it, it seems like 
behind the scenes they want to be like oh yeah we support our community and we we want to host smash whatever but now they were pushed to the brink and now they have to come out with this like no we want this game to die and now yeah, we're being man. up front yeah seriously man they're beating their kids over here man. Stick, <laughs> right? man. at Every the stick, store <laughs> in front of everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly they're making it a spectacle bro that's yeah. terrible man I'm, I'm glad i don't i'm not a, i'm not i'm glad i'm not a nintendo fan man like <laughs> Right. I'm glad I'm living fine without one of, one of those switches and stuff like that. I got a computer. Yep. Speaking of computer, this game is on it, although I don't play it. It's MK11. I tell you what, man, MK11 is really making the most out of 2020, in my opinion. Yeah. So on November 30th, 2020, Warner Brother Games and NetherRealm Studios have officially announced that Mortal Kombat 11 Pro Competition Season 2 is underway. Scheduled to begin on December 5th, 2020, which, by the way, is today as the recording of this podcast. The upcoming season will introduce an online-only format with matches available to play exclusively on PlayStation 4 consoles via its PS4 tournament feature. Online registration is now open for all players interested. Season 2 will offer combatants of all ranks a chance to compete online in three different regional divisions representing North America, Latin America, Europe, Oceania, and the Middle East for a share of $60,000. God damn, man. That's a lot of dollar dues. Hell yeah, man. I'm going to play some Mortal Kombat. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, each division will be broken out by territory and host eight separate regular season online events for players to earn pro competition points used to qualify for each respective regional final, which will produce one winner per division. Lastly, the recently added characters via Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Expansion in Melina, Rain, and Rambo are also eligible for competition. So early congrats to Sonic Fox for winning $60,000. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's like literally the only one that beats most of these people. I don't know how, but he's beating them, man. He's, he's, got a, he's really good at that, those games, man. I added here a note. Mortal Kombat 11 won multiple best, you know, quote unquote, best fighting game award in mm. 2019. I just, I want to say this, this, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not, but I think Mortal Kombat 11 is deserving of the best fighting game of 2020. And I don't even play that game. I personally don't even really like it that much. Like, I think it's fine. I know it has problems gameplay-wise. I'm talking, like, to the hardcore. Mortal Kombat 11 is very different. I think it's, again, it's a divisive game. It doesn't play like X. A lot of people liked X. It doesn't play like 9, right? It, it's a different game in its mechanics. I understand that it's, it's not for everybody. I, but I'm just talking about how this game... And NetherRealm Studios, they just kept trucking along 2020. And I don't think any other publisher has really done that. Dragon Ball Fighters has been very stagnant. You have, um, what's their names? What's that game I always hate on? Grand Blue Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Like BB Tech? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no. BB Tech is dead. But Grand yeah. Blue Fantasy. <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. Grand Blue Fantasy came out with, you know, season two, but they, they weren't as... It, it didn't make a splash, in my opinion. Like it, dude. That they, there was like season two pass, thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Mortal Kombat right. Eleven. The the one problem I have with Mortal Kombat Eleven is the fact that Aftermath came out. I think what eight months ago, and we just yeah. got Ultimate. So it, it came out with two expansions in one year. It's not a good look, especially when you're making people pay twice. I didn't like that business model, but the fact, you know, they did make people not spend as much if you already had Aftermath. So they, they kind of were, they were pretty good with their model with that way. But I'll just say this. The reason why I think it really deserves the award for best fighting in 2020 
is because it was the least affected game in my opinion. They just kept on trucking. They put more characters in it. People were really fun or, or people were real, real fond of those characters. It was always in conversation. They never got out of the loop. We're like, yeah. nobody's talking about Street Fighter V. Nobody's talking about, I mean, Tekken 7 came out with season four, right? And that was hot for a little second. But it, I mean, I'm talking MK was constant and it, it was always in the news. And now they're one of the only ones that are coming out again with the pro tour and the model while everybody else is still kind of doing their thing. But it's just, it's nobody's talking about it. Like it's just the online nature of yeah. things. In my opinion, it's, it's not very good. But they're in the news, and they make the news constantly. And I don't know if that's because of the community. I don't know if it's because Warner Brothers has a lot of money, <laughs> and that's why we see them all the time. The but cash, yeah. I just think they won 2020. With, with As far as the FGC is concerned, as far as, as fighting games are concerned, what they have done in 2020 has been way more than what any other game has done. And Tekken yeah. did help itself with Season 4. I personally don't like it, but a lot of people are really happy. So Tekken is up there as well. But... If I had a vote, which I probably shouldn't, but if I had a vote, I would cast it for MK11, and I don't have a minute played in that game. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, yeah, because, like, they are definitely catering to their fan base, man. They're catering to new people, and they're catering to the fan bases. And the fact that they're constantly, like, giving themselves, like, a, ooh, new competition. They even put a goddamn K for the word competition. They're trying all kinds of stupid crap just to be relevant. Mm -hmm. When you see Tekken, it's like, oh, season four. Man, you remember season three? I don't think I want to get into season four. <laughs> That's how that goes, man. You know what I mean? That's It's like that that air of just, ugh, like, ugh. like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta chew some gum to get that nasty taste out my mouth, mm -hmm. man. And so, I, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. Other, I was thinking, like, what other fighting games have been kind of relevant in 2020? Because COVID hit, and it pretty much took all their asses out. So, <laughs> I mean, so Tekken has its online competitions, but it's so quiet, yeah. you wouldn't even know that that was a thing. Oh my god, I don't even know there was a thing. I didn't know there was a thing till you told me this now, bro. Yeah, it's been super, super quiet. They've been doing replays of old competitions on their Twitch. Oh man. Street Fighter Five is dormant until they come out with season five, and know, I'm man. sorry, but yeah. like Undernight and Birth CLR, in my opinion, is not a good update. I don't. I think it also reflects that in the amount of people play it. Forget about everything that you want to say about the balance in that game. Now, the netcode alone is atrocious. It's worse than ST, so that can't win. So you see what you're doing is like you're just dwindling down all these games that are out. Mortal Kombat is there. I understand a lot of people don't really like the way it plays, but man, like it was relevant, it was current, and it never let you forget that it was there. And for the most part, when it comes to the casual fan base, they, they delivered. Every single time they delivered. So not getting Game of the Year for 2020, I think would be not right. I will say this though, I don't believe it won Game of the Year 2019. The, the game that won, for me personally, the game that won Game of the Year 2019 was uh, Under Nine Birth. ST, that is. I think by far that was the best game that was of that year. I think it stole that year. I didn't think it got the respect that it deserved. I think it stole Combo Breaker. I think it stole Evo. It was one. I think it, it was the best game of 2019. But it didn't get that reward. I understand why. Listen, it's politics. It's gaming. But if you want to flip that, I will say Mortal Kombat 11 does deserve 2020. It didn't deserve 2019. But either way, it should win this year. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID is basically has like exposed everyone's favorite fighting game to what it really is. Mm -hmm. A bare bones game with bad net code. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, more to come, man. Hey, don't worry. You ain't got net code. 
hey, don't worry, man. We got an expansive ass story mode for you to play. Oh, hey, man, you ain't got no, uh, you, you ain't got a good net code. Don't worry, we got great net code. Come on down. Hey, you ain't got Rambo. Don't worry, man. We got Rambo. <laughs> we even got his homeboy Terminator. So it's like it it really did help itself, man. I mean, even the commercial trailers, I think, are really good for the characters because it really shows the characters and what they are. I know Zio is hating us right now. Oh, yeah. He, he <laughs> hates like, it because ah, this is Bane, man. It's like kryptonite to him. <laughs> and I, I completely understand his point. And I also somewhat agree with it. I think the animations yeah. aren't very good. I oh, personally yeah. don't like the gameplay. I think it it sits too much on the appeal of gore, which I don't like yeah. either. But yep. I'm just talking, I'm just trying to be objective here. When I think about which fighting game captured 2020, if this is what we're talking about, I don't see any other game on the landscape that deserves it. So the one that remains standing is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. I think that's the one that should get it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. I don't like the gore. I don't like how them characters be looking like they out here skipping frames when they be hitting <laughs> people, man. I'm saying they looking stiff as hell, dude. <laughs> like, but what it has been doing has helped it. I like I watched the character trailers with my girlfriend. You think I'm watching Leo character trailers with my girlfriend? You think I'm watching E Honda character trailer with my girl? Hell no. That stuff is weird. But I will watch her a Rambo trailer because that's sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. So that that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, the game itself has a lot of problems, but when we're talking about 2020, comparatively to what every other game has done this year, maybe the the only outlier there is maybe Tekken. I think Tekken could be the only one that could give it a little bit of push, but Tekken is also a really old game now. So how many people yeah. are talking about Tekken in 2020? Yeah, and I think the offline scene, the online scene, really is hurting it. Like Tekken is a game that the newest one, especially, shines the greatest when people are playing physically because mm. there's so much love for it, and you could see the love. But when you can't really see it, it gets blinded by online, and the online hasn't really been that good until recently, where they just, you know, they gave it the patch and stuff. But that's that online isn't like something to make me be like. Oh, man, I can't. You know, that's a, a topic I'd like to get into about how I don't like online tournaments that much anymore. But we can go into that a little bit later. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's just uh, Mortal Kombat. They're coming back with a season two. They got competition. $60,000. Go register if you play MK11 on PS4 only. Sorry, PC and Xbox people. Oh. And Switch. Oh. Switch All right. No love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't deserve no love. Nintendo. Yeah, I don't deserve it either. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> All right. One more news item before we get to fighting up topic of the week. Pringle, we are no longer going to be, going to be asking when's KOF 15. Bruh. Instead, <laughs> we're going to start asking when's January because we know when KOF 15. So the long-awaited fighting game, The King of Fighters 15, finally has given the FGC some more details on the game after over a year of silence. In a short trailer debuted on the official Neo Geo Now YouTube channel, we saw concept art of legacy characters Kyo, Benimaru, Shune, silhouettes of K-Dash and Leona, along with the newly redesigned logo of the game. The trailer closes with the announcement that KOF 15 reveal will be on January 7th. And lastly, it has also been confirmed by game producer Yasuyuki Oda that Samurai, Shadow, or Samurai Showdown Season 3 character reveal will take place on the same day that includes the previously teased character from the Last Blade franchise as well as a brand new character. Dang, dope. Yeah, really dope. You know, this is kind of funny. Like, we've been starving for KOF 15 news. We got 
we got basically a trailer that says, hey, here's a trailer that tells you when the actual trailer is. And we're all excited. <laughs> Dude, I saw that and I was like, you bastards. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll Characters take it. Like, Listen, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I was like, but I still got angry about it. I was like, come on, man. Benny, Maru, Keo, these guys already in the game. I expect mm. them to be in the game. Come on now. What The one thing that I found weird is well, how come they both on Twitter and YouTube, they put this on Neo Geo now instead of SNK official. I don't know yeah, why they did man. that. That's weird too. Like Neo, man, nobody be saying that, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not even a word that comes in normal conversation in this day and age. But nevertheless, we're getting KOF 15 January 7th. So that means it's January 8th for us here in the States. How does that work? Is Japan ahead of us? Or are they um, after us? I think they're ahead of us, actually, man. Okay. I think they're in the future. So yeah. we'll get it January 8th or super late to January 7th. Either way, we're getting it in about a month. That's exciting. Did you see the logo? Uh, I think so. I, I think didn't. So. I didn't really like it. <laughs> Let me see it right I first. didn't think it looked very good. It was kind of bunched up together. And I, yeah, to be honest, I actually like the logo at Evo better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get the whole uh, red and blue thing going. I think it's because of that... Shune. He's going to be the uh, main character moving forward with this game. I don't know about mm. moving forward, but for this game. And he uses the, whatever, those two base colors for his attacks. Uh Weird. But either way, I mean, it's it's just a logo, so who cares? But still, I just didn't think it looked very good. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I get it. it, it I like the last one. <laughs> yeah, the last one I thought was good. Now we have a question here that I figured, hey, instead of asking us at the end of the show, this pertains to this item. So Icebox five five one on YouTube asks, who would you like to see in King of Fighters fifteen? I got two characters that I would love to see: is King and Vice. It's going to be weird if those characters don't come too, to be honest, though, because there's so many characters in the game. You might as well toss all the legacy guys in there. They usually do a really good job of that. Yeah. But you know who I want is a character that wasn't in 14. I want Hua back. Actually, Hua? damn, I, I want Shen Wu back as well. Shit. I want so many <laughs> characters. <laughs> oh, man. Elizabeth would be cool. Damn. Okay, I got to stop. Who do you want in KOF 15? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. About... I'm like looking up those characters right now. Oh, shit. Oh, she's not in the game. Oh, I thought she was in it. Wasn't she in 13? Elizabeth? Yeah, Elizabeth was in 13. She wasn't in 14. Same thing with Hua. Same thing with Shen Wu. Mm, I guess I'd like to see Kula, but she's definitely a Shuma mm -hmm. usually. The Ice Princess. I guess, uh, of course, Athena. She's cool. She'll definitely be in sight. I go, you know how that goes. Right. Yep. Freaking um I, I, I want Terry. I hope Terry comes in. <laughs> I you hope know, he comes in. I don't know anymore. You know who's a sleeper pick. I I'm not sure if they will, but I hope Mai is in the game. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> she might not come through, man. Yeah, she might, might not make the roster. Ass. There's a bunch of really good characters. But yeah, I think they'll do a good job with legacy characters. I think we'll see a lot of them. I don't know if we'll see as many as we saw in 14. 14 had like 58 characters or something crazy. Yeah, 14, but see, something like, I don't like some of the characters they added in 14. I felt like they were pretty dry. Like, they added a chick, and, it, and she looked like some normal chick with just some short shorts and, like... Talk about Alice. Really Alice? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, her, like, yeah, she was, like, she looked so normal, man. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, like some chick I see from the street. She's like female Terry. Is she? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, I see. I read it. Uh, yeah. She looks so basic, though, man. Yeah, she's kind of cool. But, you know, 
they have a bunch of con not duplicate characters, but they have a lot of characters that are inspired by other characters. Yeah, I'm excited though. I I'm really interested in seeing what they have to show us January seventh. And you know, I I just really I really need some like resurgence in the FGC. Like it's I'm playing old games. I'm such a boomer. I, I need something new. I think this is this is like oh man, fighting games suck, dude. Like, <laughs> okay. like they like nothing new has been catching my attention, and I kind of want something new, man. Like I'll be, I really want something new, but it's good, like good, good, like hell yeah. Like when you first play, you're like, I think I'm gonna play this game for the next four years. Good, mm -hmm. like you know what I'm saying. But like lately, I've just been like, ah, either I'm playing old ass games, or I'm playing Skullgirls. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh man. It Which technically like, yeah. is both. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so I haven't really been playing anything new at all. Like, I've not been interested in anything new fighting game-wise, man. So it's if KO15 is the game, I hope it's the game, man. It's been rough. And, you know, you said that word lately. That's a great segue to the fighting game topic of the week, Pringle. Has 2020 been the worst year for fighting games in the eighth console generation? I'm talking... Eighth console generation would be in Xbox One, PlayStation 4. So 23rd, November of 2013 to November of 2020. For fighting games specifically, has 2020 been the worst year for the FGC? Maybe, because there's a way you could say that, like, if, you, if we're talking about, like, opportunities, uh, tournaments, offline meetups, horrible, man. Straight up horrible. They don't even exist no more, bro. Like... The many people, the commentators, they they lost their opportunities to go out and travel and get more money. People that host uh, tournaments, all our big tournaments are gone. Uh, everything's just been straight up doo doo, dumpster fire, right? But there is one good thing that came out of this: the fact that everybody is now paying attention to good netcode. People are paying attention to the online play, which is something that. Sometimes not everyone has the ability to go to these tournaments can still do at home. I I will agree. You touched on it. I do think that the focus on good netcode and fighting games has been the one silver lining of 2020. Mm -hmm. But I want to recap this for you. And this comes from my point of view. Maybe somebody else thinks 2020 was a great year. But this is just kind of how I think. I think 2020 has not been very good for the FGC. Yeah. Obviously, COVID-19 put a halt on professional circuits. Local tournaments are non-existent. The games have had a really difficult time in updating in a timely manner, right? They had plans and stuff. And mm -hmm. because of the remote working conditions, it was very difficult for them to get deadlines met and all that. Not to mention the whole Evo 2020 cancellation, Oof. FGC okay. and Smash harassment allegations, Oof. Lab Zero closing down. Oh my Capcom. God, dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Capcom getting hacked. Ugh. multiple delays for a bunch of games and very few announcements of big consequence, right? right. We, we're talking about KOF 15. That's that announcement of consequence is going to be next year. So we really haven't gotten anything this year. Mm -mm. So that's why I said, that does it begs the question is 2020 the worst year for fighting games in recent memory. So I put down some moments from 2014 to 2019 that I found that, that kind of made those years. Now, this is just for me personally. If you want to add anything that... Wait. Go ahead. I have to say something right quick, though, that has been probably the greatest thing for everybody. 
the creation of the FGC show for 2020, baby. If it wasn't for for COVID, y'all would have nothing to listen to. (laughs) Hey, I I actually agree. We'll get to that during shout out of the week. Oh man, go ahead, go ahead. So I put I put down um, some moments that really recapped the the last console generation that we had. I skipped over 2013 because it was so late in 2013's cycle that it might as well just start 2014 to 2019. Yeah. So 2014, we had moments like Galileo versus Dogura at Evo for Blaze Blue. That was amazing. Super sick, dude. Uh, Luffy becoming the first European to win Evo at Street Fighter. Who did he win it with, right quick? Sorry. He he played Rose, and he beat oh, yeah, yeah. Bonchan Sagat. Nice, nice. Um, SCR 2014, Snake Eyes beats the entirety of Team NorCal after the team after team wins the knife fights goes 0-4. That was insane. That building was electric. Boy. 2015, Gamer B had an amazing run at Evo 2015. Like he should have won it. It was like a, it was an incredible run. Mm-hmm. P4U2 had an incredible top eight at Evo 2015. CEO 2015 was a great tournament, but the shenanigans with the entrances and everything that was hilarious. Capcom Cup 2015 was insane. It was like one of the most stacked tournaments I remember ever seeing. Like he had every single storyline. It had the upset. It had the champion returning. It had the, the one person you never heard of to start wrecking shop. You had the previous champion losing. It had everything you ever wanted in a storyline for a tournament, high-level gameplay, interesting Incredible. narratives, amazing tournament. Now, I'm going to skip over 2016, and I'll come back to it, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. 2017. 2017, I, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? 2017, I thought was a much better year. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I don't think it was as good of a year, but... We'll get to that later. So 2017 had Tekken 7 Season 1, in my opinion, saved the FGC along with the World Tour moments that it had. And then EVO 2017 for KOF 14, Shaohai versus ET was also insane. Those two moments are very, they, they just pop in my head when I think about that year. 2018, Dragon Ball Fighters obviously comes out, steals the show, gets a bunch of new people to come to play. And fighting games, Dragon Ball is huge. So it's a very big mainstream title for the FGC to get. BB Tag and Soul Calibur come out. So BB Tag, or rather, we get Persona and a new game after a long time. Blaze Blue has a new game. We Back then, we didn't know what BB Tag was, so everybody was still excited. Soul mm. Calibur comes back after a long time. So 2018 was a good year for releases. Tekken 7 was still doing great. 2018 World Tour was excellent. Season 1 was still trucking along, and it was, I think, it wasn't until the end of 2018 that they went to Season 2. But... Still, it was, a, it was a great game at that time. And then the Tokido versus Daiga first of 10 exhibition was really, really good. 2019, Dragon Ball has a good world tour. I don't think it has as good of a world tour as it did the year prior, but it still did very well. You also saw the rise of Pakistan in Tekken 7, which was really cool to see. You get a new region, a bunch of gods. They start traveling, and you have more competition. Pakistan versus Korea. It's a cool storyline. And then I mentioned earlier, Eunice... In my opinion, stole the show. I thought it was the best fighting game of 2019. I thought it deserved every single award. The netcode wasn't great, but the competition and the game was excellent. And it really showed at Combo Breaker. It showed at Evo. It it was an amazing experience during that year for that game. Now, I skipped over 2016, right? I will say, in my opinion, the only year that could give a run for 2020, a run for its money on being the worst year for fighting games is 2016. <laughs> oh man 
let me explain. 2016 was a year that had a honeymoon period with Street Fighter V, right? Street Fighter V came out oh. at the gate. It came out in February 2016. It did not come out as a complete game. It didn't have a story mode. It had a bunch of input lag. It was a rough game experience right off the bat. People were very not happy with it. But it was a new Street Fighter. It had a lot of hype behind it. You have Evo on ESPN. So the honeymoon period was really good, but man, it just tanked after that. I'm talking hardcore FGC. Really decided to turn on that game. The only game that you had out was basically Street Fighter V as the big pillar. Tekken 7 was still in development. You had Blaze Blue Central Fiction not out yet. And I think it maybe came out towards the end of that year, but like that wasn't enough. And then King of Fighters 14 came out and it looked like garbage. It looked really bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, that didn't help it at all. So that year was not a good year, in my opinion, for the FGC. But I personally think that 2020 is a worse year than 2016 because it, as, as divisive as Street Fighter V was, at least it pulled some of its weight for that year, whereas like 2020, you got nobody doing anything outside of MK, and even they are kind of struggling as far mm -hmm. as outside of the mainstream. They're struggling with the hardcore FGC, but they're doing really well with the mainstream. So I don't know how much you want to call that a win for the FGC, but you're talking about not having physical and stage moments in 2020. Yeah, man. I think this was the worst year for fighting games for this last generation. <sighs> And it sucks because when you think about it, man, it's the last year for uh, the eighth generation in a way. So, like, the last year is the worst year. <laughs> ah, man. Ah, dude, it's, it sucks, man. I, <laughs> and, you know, I want to segue this into how I haven't really been enjoying online tournaments. I don't know about you, Mac, but I cannot I used to love watching Skullgirls uh, School Online. Bro, I now... I, I'm one of those people now, man. I just skip all the way to the grand finals, and I don't like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person, but I have to be that person because <laughs> it's like the only thing that's worth watching now because it's like it's the same people. Nobody wants to play online anymore. Everyone's bored of that stuff. I don't get no like, I don't get no mix ups, man. It's like I'm just hitting, I'm getting 50 50s of the same way, man. Like, I'm, oh, come on, man. I, I need something different, man. Like, I try to watch Tekken online, but it sucks, man. It's not as fun. I try to watch Street Fighter, but it's not as fun. Not even Skullgirls is fun to me anymore, man. It's so boring, dude. It's like I don't get to see the face, man. I want to see him angry. I want to see him smile. I want to see those faces of, like, I need to, you know when, like, your enemy wants to see your tears? I need <laughs> to see those tears, bro, like the tears of sadness. But I can't see it that way, man. I can't see it online. It's like, that's why I haven't been liking this year when it comes to fighting. I've played so much less fighting games than I ever had this whole year. Same. Ever. And like, maybe I could also say, yeah, my life's changed a lot in the last year. But it's just like, man, dude, I like, I have, I played Skullgirls for like an hour and a half. I think like two days ago. And I was like, eh, I got, I got tired of playing it, man. Like I didn't, and I'm like, I want to play something else. But then I'm like, I don't want to put the time to even bother playing something else. It's not very appealing, man. It just sucks, man. Like, God damn. Like, and I'm over here thinking next year is about to be a little bit like this still, too, because, you know, it ain't rolling out yet, man. So, like, it, it's been so booty, man. Like, it, it, it's been so disheartening to me, man, as a, as a, as a, I, because I started playing less as, as this year and a little bit of last year, and I became more of a fan of just watching it. 
But now, like, it's like I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm not even enjoying it as much, man. Lately, you know what I've been watching the past week? A whole lot of anime and Pokemon videos about why Pokemon sucks now. That's That's all I've been watching lately, man. So it's like, damn, dude. I agree, man. I've never played Last Fighting Games from all those years I just read. I've never played Last Fighting Games compared to how I played in 2020. I've really... It's been a not a good year personally for me as far as fighting games are concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people can say that as well because of COVID. COVID, you know, it, it had a major, major hit on this community as it did for the rest of the world, obviously. But mm-hmm. when I when I think compare it to 2016, I still think 2016 is a better year. And I was like, wow, man, when I put it down to paper, man, I can't think of very good things that came out of 2020 except for what you mentioned. The only silver lining is the fact that we were forced to look at netcode as a means to an end now. Like we have Mm -hmm. to make this work so we can play because these are the circumstances. But outside of that, man, it's it's not not been good in my opinion. (laughs) We, you really don't have a way, like on some games, there's just no way to play them online too. So like some of those melee players, like CVS two players, some of those people, how they gonna play their game, man? They gotta physically come together or do some weird parsing crap. Like Marvel's Capcom three has to do like some parsing thing, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't like doing stuff like that. I gotta download a whole other program to play you online. <laughs> like, Ugh, like that's gross, man. It's nasty. <laughs> I don't wanna get that filthy just to play you. Like, yeah. I, and I feel like also like the devs got hit with something they don't understand, and they didn't have any backup plans. So they're like facing the worst and pretty much trying to scrape anything from the bottom of the barrel they can. And that doesn't help either. Cause it's like, I feel like I can see the desperation in a lot of what they're doing. Cause like, think about Strive's release also, man. Strive is going to come out probably still, maybe when we're still around this thing. If this, if this thing comes out when we're still doing the COVID thing, it's going to suffer greatly, man. Cause it has to have God tier netcode at least. Or it will definitely lose a lot of its numbers if the netcode isn't even that good. You know, I think even with let's say let's say Guilty Gear Strive comes out with Melty Blood Community Edition netcode, where it's just Ooh. it's incredible, right? I I think it'll do fine, but I still think it really hurts it not oh, having yeah, online man. events. I think every game it's detrimental to any every single game in the landscape. When we yeah. can't go compete, we can't go spectate live. Guilty Gear Strive is going to face the same future as all these other games, how they're facing in the present. It's it's not going to be good if we can't travel, if we can't compete side to side. The atmosphere is a big part of the FGC, why we love it so much. So even with good netcode, man, it's still online. You know, we still yeah. you know we want to be in the trenches, man. Like, mm-hmm. but we can't, yeah, and we man. understand that we can't we can't be. In the trench, in the trenches, I said this on and and Discord when we were talking about tournaments. I, let's say, Combo Breaker twenty twenty one is they're you know they're good to go. They're going to be like, hey, yeah, we're on, it's happening. I'm personally not going to Combo Breaker twenty twenty one. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't man. feel safe. I don't want to be the guinea pig. I'll go to twenty twenty two. Right, if if it's mm-hmm. happening in twenty twenty two, I'll I'll go I'll go then. But the way I look at it, twenty twenty one is going to be. A transition year post covid but i don't think we're going to be in the clear i think we're still going to look at probably maybe until june maybe july until we're like okay let's yeah, start man. getting back into into way things used to be but i don't think it's going to be like january oh everybody go outside it's not going to mm-hmm. happen that way yeah man and it sucks because i think a big core 
um, excitement or like a goal you would do, like personally, is like, oh, I'm going to train for combo breaker. I can't wait. You know, you're training for that. Like you're training for your competition. But when you got no competition, what are you competing? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're basically just kind of grinding and grinding away. But it's like it really helps when you have a physical competition. When you got your combo breaker, you got your Evo CEOs, all these little tournaments, man. These these things really help keep um, you being relevant as well as it keeps your interest up. It keeps you from wanting to attend those things. It's like you also get to see different people come together because sometimes. What happens too is that netcode, unless the netcode is got tier, you're not going to have a lot of matches from other parts of the country. Right. And the tours do a great yeah, job man. of that, right? It's also water cooler exactly. talk, right? It's like people yeah. gathering along, like whatever, like we don't have offices or whatever in the FGC, but yeah. like still on streams and in discords, be like, oh, you watched CEO last weekend? It's like, oh, did you yeah, see that? Guy's like, it's, you get people talking about it kind of like how people talk the Monday after the Sunday football game, be like, Hey, Brad, did you see the Colts lose the whatever? Like, you know, it's the same thing. It's just a different type of conversation. And we don't have that. You can't have that with online Mm -hmm. tournaments. It's just, it's not as exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it's terrible, dude. And then like, I swear, man, the numbers would skyrocket after a good Street Fighter V tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so people would be interested in Street Fighter V after like, because the tournament represents the highest level of play because the thing is that playing online is great. Like, it's good training. But like, let's be honest, man, it doesn't put you in the suboptimal position. It doesn't put you in a really bad situation where you got to kind of pull all that stuff out of you to like really deal with what you got to deal with in front of you. So it's like, you got all these people screaming, yelling, all this stuff. You got to play with that in mind. But when you're at home, man, you in pajamas, eating cereal with your fat ass, enjoying (laughs) your life. No, man, you can't. I don't want that. I want to be sweating bullets, got pit stains, trying my hardest. (laughs) Tournaments get people hyped to play too. It's a good advertising. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, it really is. It really is. Mike almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I really emotional like, over here, man. I right. almost drop kick my mic over here, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I I've really been disappointed with this year, but it's not a, it's it's nobody's fault, right? It's COVID's yeah. fault. Like it's not you can't blame Bandai Namco, you can't blame NRS or Capcom. It's just the circumstance we live in. But I will say, 2020 has been not a good year. Terrible, dude. Such a doo doo show, man. It, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, like I just don't like how I just can't watch offline online tournaments as much. I, I appreciate my scene. What they did is that they basically did their weekly, and they turned it online and stuff like that, which is great, man. It's an awesome idea. But man, I really miss playing with my guys, man. Like I miss yeah. playing with those dudes. I ain't even go front, man. I usually don't miss much, but it, it I miss it in the sense where like it gave me a bit of a different routine. Like it gave me something else. So not like so much as like oh I can't wait for Saturday. No, it's more like. It gave me something extra that I had in the back of my head that I can do. But now it's like, I really can't even do that much. So it was like, and like, I don't have much friends. Like, I don't go out my way to be out there making friends. So it gave me like, it, it, it gives you like that, uh, like that feeling of, yeah, I'm a human. I need to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. I will lose my humanity. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. <sighs> so I, hopefully we can get back into normalcy in yeah, 2021, man. but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see where the FGC goes from this. Mm-hmm. And oh, shit, <laughs> it can't get much worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who knows, man? Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, let me let me not jinx it. 
Yeah, man. Uh, well, hopefully 2021 rolls in and they find at least I, I, you're right, though. I'm not going to go into a combo break in 20 unless it's like at the end of the year. And they've like they've tested that extensively, like like we talking like super extensively. I probably yeah. wouldn't go to any big thing like that because no. you probably still get something because just because mm-hmm. like it's got to give it some time because some people will be like just because the vaccine, they don't mean they're going to take it too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, that's true. I'm not going to be no guinea pig either. Yeah, man. So you gotta you gotta give it some time, man. But I do I do want to like I do miss I, I do want to try going to the next major that pops up at least that is like I feel safe to go to. But who knows when that will happen? Yeah, and you know what's crazy too is I think not crazy, but I think more expected. I think the next major that everybody feels safe to go to, we'll see an incredible spike in numbers because everybody's so starved oh, yeah, to man. go to uh, a yeah, big dude, tournament. It, and I would say there is one good thing that happens. Usually when like such a bad thing like this happens, that means that when we kick in the new time and like everybody's ready, there's going to be so much cool stuff. There's going to be so much upsets and all kinds of craziness to happen because everybody's going to be like, it's time, baby. They're going to get loose, you know? Mm-hmm. That's one good thing about it. Well, we'll see. Now, as, mm-hmm. as far as good things, I don't know if this is going to be one, but maybe we got our non-fighting game topic of the week, but it's also kind of fighting game topic of the week. Microsoft cross smash.gg i don't know if you heard about this we talked about smash.gg closing down maybe like yeah. a few weeks ago yeah but uh, microsoft is here to save the day website Ooh. zdnet reports that on december 2nd 2020 microsoft has purchased smash.gg the five-year-old esports platform company for an und- undisclosed amount a yeah probably <laughs> smash.gg which was founded in 2015, claims to currently support more than 6,000 active event organizers across a broad mix of games. The MSN Esports account on Twitter also confirmed the deal with a tweet that reads, quote, Big news, everyone. Smash.gg joining us at Microsoft. Same great tournament organization features, same amazing team, even more support and opportunities. Get ready to play. End quote. Now, MG Brad on YouTube asks... You think the purchase of Smash.gg means anything for Microsoft, like tournament functions on Xbox or possibly a new competitive game for one of their studios? I think that might be a reach uh, as far as getting a new game just because they purchased Smash.gg. I actually don't know what would be why. Like, I don't know why they would purchase Smash.gg. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. (laughs) That's a weird one. But I'm glad they did because that means that yeah, that means that that thing can keep on going, which is good. Um, it would be cool if Microsoft did use it with what they had. Maybe they can create some sort of program or app on their Xbox. Uh, what is it? One, right? And uh, they can like make it so that you can run tournaments on an Xbox instead of having to get computers and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why they would purchase it. That's pretty cool, I guess. It's but. definitely a left field purchase. I didn't see this coming, but maybe they want to expand the MSN esports brand. So Smash.gg is a good get, right? Because if they claim that they have six thousand active event organizers, that's a lot of people putting on events for not just fighting games, right? You got like yeah. Dota and League or whatever. So. Splatoon, Splatoon, yeah. I mean, before Nintendo closes it down, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't no Smash GG for y'all. Hey, you know what? They took our name too, so let's take that away. (laughs) I was gonna say Nintendo about to sue Microsoft for uh, hurting their intellectual (laughs) name property. Right, taking the name, bro. But yeah, I don't know how much it means for future fighting games to come out of the Xbox side. I would also say that their money, their contributions, basically their money, might help 
the website even further by adding more uh, tools that the website people can use to make uh, tournament experiences better. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they're able to like put more money in it. Maybe they're able to put sponsorships into it and all this kind of stuff. That'd be cool. Microsoft money. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting the way they they move forward with this. But uh, I don't know. Cool. Cool that Microsoft yeah. did that. They didn't have to, but they saved smash.gg in a way man i uh i swear to you dude i thought that smash.gg was like only for smash bro (laughs) right everybody did for a while i i think for before and like in the beginning that's what people really used it mainly for dude it probably started that way yeah yeah i i swear because i was like the names and then like like, i'd only see like smash tournaments because like at one point all we did was use challenge like still Mm -hmm. like using challenge so i was like and even then, I feel like Challenge is still in that same bracket where like, it's like mostly from Smash, but like, yeah, I don't know, man. Whatever. Whatever works, man. I like. Hopefully, it does work out good for them to use it. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll find out. I personally, when I run tournaments, I don't use Smash.gg. I find it a little bit cumbersome, to be honest. I think, it, I think if I was running more than 16 people, it would make more sense. But uh, Challenge is really good for small tournaments, so I just keep using that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next thing we got on the docket is relevant game sales, or rather fighting game sales, and uh, sh- not a lot going on this week. Only PlayStation is having game sales. So December sale, it, this one is going to end, for all these games I'm about to read, the sale is going to end on December 23rd, 2020, so pick these up if you don't own them. Dragon Ball Fighters, of course, because when is this game not on sale? Seriously, <laughs> The standard edition is $9.59. The Fighters Pass is $17.49. I think that's the game plus Season Pass 1. And then Dragon Ball, or rather, the Fighters Pass 2 is $12.49, which I would assume is the game plus Season Pass 2. Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition is $4.99. Injustice 2 Legendary Edition, $11.99. MKX $7.99, MKXL Pack $9.99, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Character Pass $9.89. That one was weird because the Character Pass is on sale, but not the base game. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I thought I heard that wrong, man. I was like, are they going to sell? Like, who's going to buy the game at full price? <laughs> Nobody wants the game, for one thing. And then you're out here trying to sell us like Magneto or some bull crap like that at $9.89. You tripping. Yeah, that was uh, that was a weird one. I don't know why they didn't put the base game on sale, but oh well, that's PlayStation. And the last game on sale is Street Fighter V Standard Edition, $7.99. The expansions are not on sale, so you have to buy those full price if you want Champion what? Edition and all the, yeah, I don't know. That's terrible, man. <laughs> what is that? Only thing, only... <laughs> sale sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it's like Christmas time frame, so I thought... There'd be a lot more sales. There might, may, there might roll around some more Steam sales probably soon. I think. Yeah, th- I think they will. They, they also, they did have some really good sales last week. I think, or maybe the week before. Hey, dude, that was everything was on sale. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I can't wait to get any, anything. And I was like, it lasted so like short. I, was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, I got screwed. I wanted to get me a game or two, and I was like, damn, bro. Like, oh well. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of sales really for all platforms except for Switch, I think. But. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like Nintendo. <laughs> yep. All right. Now we can move on to the recap of the show. We're on to listener questions. Now we spent a good time uh, filling all these in. <laughs> so I'm glad they're all here. So 
Zio on Patreon, he asks, I want your favorite characters, one male, one female, for the following fighting game franchises. He said, must complete all entries, playstyle is irrelevant, judge basically purely on how they look. So there's a bunch of games here, and we fill these out beforehand because I probably wouldn't have remembered some of them. So for King of Fighters, I picked Vice and Shenmue. Now, this is going to be kind of hard for listeners, for all of our picks, really, because this is based on looks only. So if you don't know what these characters look like, you won't have a good reference to why we picked them. So hopefully, if you want to know, you might need to like Google them and be like, oh, okay, that's why you picked it. So you picked, for KOF, you picked Leona and Terry. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good picks, I think. I was going to say, uh, Zio asked this, but he's he must not know I'm a function kind of guy, man. <laughs> right. All of these characters I pick, most of them, they're like, I only pick them because of look, but function? Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead, though. So Guilty Gear, I picked Eno and Answer. I think Answer is such a cool looking character. He is, man. Too bad he sucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he's cool as hell, though, yeah. yeah. And you went with Abba and Axel. Yeah. Are you a Jorts yep. guy? You like jean shorts? <laughs> Does Abba wear? Je- I don't know what the hell she wears. I don't no, Axel. Axel wears jean shorts. I don't know, but I was wondering about Abba. I don't know what she wears. Axel's like Axel's funny because like I look at him and I'm like, this guy got like lost in like the goodwill of 1999, <laughs> 2000, 2010. This dude got lost in like all parts. I think that's his thing though, right? Like he got lost somewhere in time or some crap like that. That's why he dressed like that. Like this dude's like. His wardrobe is all over the place, man. I, I don't know anything about Guilty Gear lore, but I believe you. Yeah, man. The dude's basically, yeah. He's and Abba, she wears just like bandages, doesn't she? Yeah, I don't think she wears clothes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Waifu material. Yep. <laughs> She's all bland. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> hey, she got get you a girl Yeah, man. Get you a girl with a key to your heart and no clothes to match. Mm-hmm. All right, Blaze Blue. I picked Tsubaki and Hazama. I know you don't like Hazama. I just no. think he looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he looked cool, I think. But I think what kind of kills him for me is the fact that there's like three other characters that does the Yeah, and he's very edgelordy, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is. But out of the all, the one, okay, I'm not saying this as if it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that my personal taste, the one problem I have with, with some of the Blaze Blue characters same thing goes with Grand Blue, is that the the guys are like they're like pretty boys. They're just very pretty boys. There's nothing yeah, wrong right. with that, but I don't. I just don't connect. I need like like fucking you know like a like Paul Phoenix or some shit. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. <laughs> well, you might as well tell. I picked like I might as well say just right there because I since I picked I picked Lychee and Jube, and Jube is not even like a man. I couldn't even pick. Like that's thinking about that, but I'm like. See, Subaki is more manly than any character, any man <laughs> character, I think, in that. In the, she, she pretty much dressed like a dude, got a hammer and all this stuff. I'm like, that's a man right there. But, like, I think of Jubei, and I'm like, well, he's cool. Like, he's, he's like, more manly than any, and he's not even the same species, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I feel it, man. Ragnar looks like a pretty boy. Jin is a pretty boy. Carl is, like, a pretty boy. He's an actual boy. <laughs> yeah, his father is like a pretty like yeah i don't like that about the males and in, in, in blaze blue at all actually not that there's anything wrong with it. it's just not my cup of tea yeah no nah, man i don't i'm not really lychee's cool i like lychee she's a, she's a good pick yeah 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 definitely I, I, yeah i just can't get down with the males and the, like they look like edgelords bro like everybody just 
Hachi to a whole other level, man. Yeah. The, who's the one guy who's he's supposed to be Ragna, but from another universe in Central Fiction? I actually like his gameplay, but uh, I, the looks, man, I just I can't I can't get I, looks are so big for me in fighting games. Like you have to be interesting to me visually, and I just can't get it get into it. I forget his name. I don't know. Makoto? I think that's his name. Makoto? Nah, I think that's I think that's a chick, man. Yeah, Makoto's the boxing chick. Oh yeah, is it? Well, the ones with uh, these things on her. I don't know what they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Blaze Blue is weird. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the girls are cool though. Like the girls are cool. Yeah. Uh, the the cat girl Makoto. Like all the girls are cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but dudes are freaking weird. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Street Fighter. I picked DiCapri and Sagat. Is DiCapri, hold on, is DiCapri the one, oh, no, no, she's like the uh, Cami mm-hmm. clone type of girl, or? Yeah, she's the Cami clone. She has a scar on her face, and she uses the stinger. Ah, uh, okay. Do you know what the hell is she? Like, She's she one really of the Bison dolls. Or? Oh yeah, now I remember. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, Julie yeah. and Junie. She's the Capri. Yeah, I remember someone modded it so that they would kind of make her get into the game in Street Fighter Five because there was some of the other Bison dolls. I think she's in. Fight. She, yeah, she's like in not story mode, but like maybe like arcade mode. Yeah, something like that. You went with tried and true. You went with Sakura and Ryu. The boy went dry bread, extra dry with <laughs> hey, no Sakura's butter. Sakura's cool. Sakura's really cool. Yeah, she's she's pretty nutty, but like Ryu, that man dry. I love <laughs> Ryu though, man. That dude, he's like he's the embodiment of a man, dog. Like let's be real, man. He just goes around fighting people. The path of my destiny, you know, mm-hmm. throwing plasma at people's faces. I love Ryu, man. It sucks that they, they make him bad. He comes out good, and then they like they like nah, he's too good. So like they nerf the Shotokan, man. They nerf. Ryu, Ryu, rice on dry bread. <laughs> How you gonna nerf Ryu, man? Always nerfing that man, dude. It's terrible. He's so basic. Like, what are you gonna hit you with? A jump in? He's actually really uh, fun in that open. game, though. In five? Yeah. Yeah, that's so. That's the weird thing. He's fun in Street Fighter Five, dude. <laughs> but like, they nerfed the hell out of him, man. I think it's because Daigo kept winning, bro. Him and Tokido. Kept <laughs> oh winning. yeah. And they nerfed, they nerfed Ryu, man. He used to be so much better, and they nerfed him. And because he doesn't have chip damage, he can't really kill nobody out. Fireballs and tossing fireballs is a scary thing to do in Street Fighter Five because jumping combos do like 30 40% damage. Right. So, so it sucks that they did him dirty like that. But Ryu is actually fun as hell, man. Something about just DPing people when they jump at you and mm. bugging them with plasma is cold, man. Yeah, I I uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I really like playing him in that game. I don't play that game a lot, but when I do, mm-hmm. it's it's Ryu, and that's what I do, dude. I make people jump over my fireball, and I yeah, get him man. in the air. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite moves he does is like the solar plexus, the one where he just like ah, he just jabs his fist in your gut, man. I oh, love yeah. that move, dude. It combos into like a DP and stuff. Oh, freaking love that. That's move, forward hard punch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that move, man. You can feel it. Like, yeah. It's like a double hit. Freaking... Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like. And then he can, uh, I think he can cancel into the, uh, like a standing light kick or something. Or nah, that's sick. Could be wrong, but, but whatever. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. All right. Tekken. No surprise there. I went with Lily and Brian Fury. I don't I think thought I, Paul was there, man. Well, Paul, I really, I like playing Paul more than I like playing Brian. But if we're talking yeah. about looks only, I would go with Brian. You don't like the ramen noodle hair? 
<laughs> I like it. You got that wrong. Yeah, it's funny as hell, dude. Yeah, man. You went with Master Raven and Heihachi. Yeah, man. man. Raven is sick, man. I mean, like the dreads flopping all over the place, the teleporting, the knee that never works. <laughs> yeah. And Heihachi's cool because I don't know, old man, old man is cool, right? Yeah. I don't really, I can't think of any of the other. Some of the dudes in like Tekken are like weird, like too. Like, like they give me that, like, that blaze blue feel sometimes they're kind of weird looking man like like for instance like devil Jin and, and, and kazuya it's like man this dude with his big ass trench coat <laughs> looking like he about to do something weird to a school yeah i i agree i do think that the the males in tekken are they're very manly and there is people don't talk about it enough i don't think but there is a lot of fan service in tekken with the male characters because first of all they're all just freaking ripped right like they're yeah, shredded man. like every single one of the shredded to like it was like jojo <laughs> yeah right. like i'm talking two percent body fat <laughs> and they're like good looking dudes i don't know how much that does for like women that want to play the game but like as a dude when i see like you know paul phoenix or brian fury and like even kazuya kazuya's like 50 years old look at lee chalon those dudes are shredded. I'm like, hey, man, I'll take it. I don't mind. <laughs> but I don't know why. With Blaze Blue, I won't. I like, it's the yeah. same thing. But like Blaze Blue, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. But Tekken, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, now that I think about it, you reminded me of a character that I would take over Hihachi. Bob, man. That dude is the, Bob. He is gangster, man. He's speed and white, man. Mm. Fat ass rolling meatball at you, man. Like, I think in one of the Tekken endings, they have him if he was skinny and it's funny as hell, dude. Bob there, there's cool skinny kid. bob in uh tekken tag yeah. yeah 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 there is yeah exactly bob's a dope ass character all right all right next one is soul caliber i went with setsuka and zasalamel so i don't play soul caliber i don't we talked about that last week where we both are very inexperienced with this game <laughs> but i went with the just visually i think setsuka she's the girl with the parasol she looks really dope i mean when i do eventually get around to that game i will try to play her she looks really cool and sassel now again uh soul caliber characters the male characters oh yeah she does look they're cool. either like monsters or they're like just kind of normal dudes he's yeah. a little different where he's got like this giant scythe and he's just a very intimidating person so i was like yeah oh, i've seen that dude yeah man he's looking like the grim reaper bro mm -hmm. And you went with, again, the tried and true pairing. You went with Ivy and Yoshimitsu. Yeah, so Ivy's just for the big titties and mm -hmm. Yoshi's for the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you uh, the Japanese fantasy right there. <laughs> right, yeah, there you go, bro. Oh, my God. Tentacles and titties? You can't uh, get no better, right? <laughs> man, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kink shame me. Right, right, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's 2020. It's 2020. What am I doing? <laughs> right? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, DOA. Uh, I don't. This is a bit of a cop out for me. I don't really like the DOA female cast, but when oh, I really? yeah, when I did play DOA, I played Phase Four, which I don't know. It's you can hardly. <laughs> see, yeah, you you can't really see her face. She's basically a clone that's a little more mobile than Kasumi. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a cop out answer, so I'm sorry about that. But I went with Phase Four and Diego. I don't know much about Diego, but he's like the only. There's like four male characters in that game. I'm like, are you serious? Damn, dude. So, <laughs> so he's the he's the one that I dislike the least visually. So that's why I picked him. And you went with uh, Kasumi and Jan Lee, or sorry, John. Yeah, Lee. yeah, Jane Lee. 
Yeah, Jane, Jane, good old Jane Lee. <laughs> Jane Lee, man. And I have no idea about DOA, so I just picked them based on how they look. Yeah. All right. Under Night and Birth. Uh, this should be not a shocker for anybody. I went with Akatsuki, obviously, for for the male part. Even though he's not an Under Night and Birth character. He's an Akatsuki Blitzkamp character, but whatever. And then I went with Wagner. I don't I don't like Wagner at all, but visually she's oh, the most... Don't. She, I don't like the way she plays. I don't really care for her personality but i'm just speaking visually i think the we talked about this before i think the cast for under night and birth is really lacking i think it's it's not very inspiring Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the characters visually i think she looks the most like something i would play theoretically outside of the the rest of the characters that's why i picked her you went with uh mika and hyde so i got my dry bread and uh the uh freak of nature toddler so I, I like the reason why I like Mika. It's weird. It's not like because of more so how she looks, but because she represents an archetype that isn't too much seen in um, fighting games. And it's like the fast gra- grappler. Mm. Like for some reason, that's not too much of a thing. Usually grapplers are big and slow. So it kind of reminds me almost like Cerebella too from Skullgirls because like Cerebella has the ability to run and she has like a normal dash, but she can run and it's armored. What I like about Mika is that she could do like all these like flying shenanigans that I think it reminds me of a Darkstalkers character. I forgot which one. Uh, I think it's actually John Talbot. Yeah, that does the like he just flies around and does the wolf thing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's even like the Blitzer from like Beowulf from Skullgirls. And like I like how Mika can do that as well as like she has like really fast command grabs that's like dope as hell. I know a lot of people say, you know, of course she's like the weird lolly type of character, but I, I like her based off just function because she's like the fast grappler. She can dash and she's like hella fast and she got some overheads. One thing that throws me off though is that like in in uh, in that game, you can tech her command throws. Yeah. So like like that really throws me off sometimes. Like I can't imagine if you couldn't do that. That'd be she'd be pretty. Her stupid. trip is really good though. Yeah, yeah. The trip is the I think the overhead, right? You think well, it's a low the the trip? Oh yeah, yeah. Is that the one where she throws her ass at you, or no? I think it's both her hands. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now I remember. Yeah, that trip. Yeah, that trip is good. Yeah. So she has, but she's not that good from what. Like maybe she's better in in uh, Uniclear, but she wasn't that good in ST. So I don't know. I, uh, I, I, to be honest, I never really fought too many Mikas. It was always yeah, not many players. It's jailbreak or something. Yeah, <laughs> she's a. Uh, I will say Mika is by far the best fighting game cutout in any tournament. Yeah. <laughs> the Mika face? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I like that <laughs> face too. It's pretty fun, man. Like, I think you'll see that in the tournaments and they just pull <laughs> right. out the Mika face. Yeah. And I like Hyde because, yeah, yeah, man. It's funny as hell, dude. And Hyde is cool. I think in general, he's just a Shoto character, but I think he has some cool things that he can do compared to like other Shotos and normal fighting games. So I think he's cool. Dry bread right there. Mm-hmm. It's dry bread. And. Uh, hey, shout outs to grapplers that don't look like grapplers. Statsky from Melty Blood. She's, I, she's one of the grapplers that oh, nobody yeah. ever talks about. I think she's one of the best grapplers ever, but nobody ever talks about Yeah, her. dude. Yeah, man, I like that. I like, I like when they change the grappler archetype because I feel like compared to like pressure and like all the and zoning, they don't change the grappler archetype that much, I feel. It, it's either lunky, slow, and, and grabs you. And Sasuke, I remember, yeah, she's really cool from Melty Blood. I used her for a bit, too. She's, she, I like this move where she does where she ground pounds the floor, mm-hmm. and it's freaking dope, man. Yeah, 2 cool, dude. Yeah, man, so good. Hey, speaking of Melty Blood, we're on the list. So I picked Red Arc 
and Kooma. Those are actually the two characters I play too. You went with the two Shikis, Ryugi and Tono. I think uh, Ryugi is the one that I play. And I, what I like about her is that she can kind of like toss her, her dagger, kind of like Vega's claw. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that. The only thing is that it's like a pickup, but it's pretty cool. I was using her at, afterwards because I couldn't. Sasuke was too hard for me, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sasuke's hard. Yo, yeah. like, yeah, she's her combo stuff is actually kind of obtuse, man. Like, it's kind of weird. And then I only picked Shiki because, like, there's a funny video of him doing the little dagger thing. <laughs> right. Dagger. I can't think of any other males. There's not much males in Melfi. The, I will say the female Shiki has a, a really cool command grab, or not command grab, a regular air grab, where yeah. She'll, yeah. she'll toss the person on the ground and she'll come down with the knife. Yeah, 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 I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember that one. Mm. All right, Darkstalkers. I went with Dimitri and Shianko. You went with BB Hood and Jal, or Jal, John Talbine, or Talbine. Yeah, man, BB Hood is my character, actually, in that game. That character's sick, man. She's like this, like this just play on red little red riding hood and she's like in the lore she's a uh monster slayer i think i think that's what it's or uh, yeah she's she basically goes around killing the uh she's going around trying to kill the monsters like um the big bad wolf <laughs> yeah like those type of monsters john and i think she's trying to kill like anything that's a demon she goes out and slay it she's pretty petty she, all she care about is money <laughs> that's she's sick. Pretty, yeah. she's a terrible yeah she's a terrible rude doesn't have, like anything just money Real, real, real messed up kind of character. John Talbot. I haven't played him, but what I do like is he has one of the cool moves I like where he does the whole, like, he flies at you at different directions. Like, it's just like the air blitzer that Beowulf got. I think he got it from him. Mm. I really like that. And he's like, a, a, like he's a cool merge of like a, a like a wolf of some sort. That's cool. Uh, three more games here. Melty Blood, or not Melty Blood, <laughs> Million Arthur. <laughs> I see, got you. Yeah, got me again. <laughs> Million Arthur, Arcana Blood. I I really dude I couldn't even tell you the names of these characters because that was my one problem with this game. I love the gameplay. I love the mechanics. I love the way the game plays, but the characters are really lacking in my opinion. They're just not interesting to me. But I went with Kome and Zex, and you went with Rice. I don't know how to say that. Uh, Reese's Reese's Pieces yeah, and Re- 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 <laughs> and Twin Blade Arthur. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about him either. I just got him from the looks. Yeah, same. All right, Sam Show. I went with Shiki and Jubei. I really like the way Shiki looks. She's she's really cool looking. And Jubei is it too. I mean, they're awesome, awesome looking characters. You went with Darley Dagger, who I, I also really like in that game. And Haomaru, who's the main character. Dar- Darley Dagger. I wanted to try her out. Man, I still want to play this game, dude, but... <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to pay more than like ten dollars for it. So that's yeah. not gonna happen, I guess. How tomorrow's dope, man. Like he's I love his uh theme. His theme is sick, man. He's like the he's the quintessential character of like a samurai, a ronin, man. Mm-hmm. He's going around slaying people, drinking a whole lot of alcohol, loving eating some dango on the side. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's if I was back in time, I wish I looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's in uh Soul Calibur too. Oh, he is? Yep, that's cruel, man. He's a guest character. All right. The last and final game here on this list is Marvel. And it's only Marvel characters. He wouldn't allow us to pick Capcom characters. So I went with She-Hulk and Magneto. You went with Spider-Man and Storm. Did we all go with? Oh, no, no. We both went with with two X-Men and two superheroes. Oh, yeah. Is Magneto? You know, if I was thinking of X-Men, oh, well, Doom isn't an X-Men. No. Doom is pretty cool. Who is Doom? Like, who's Doom? Who's Who is his villain? Like, 
who is Doom fighting against, or is Doom his own thing? I I'm I'm the wrong person to be asking Marvel lore. I don't yeah I don't read comic books, so I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you who Doctor Doom come or where he comes from. Yeah, man. I do what I do like about Spider Man though. I don't know about much about Doom except MF Doom, the rapper. But <laughs> what I do like about Spider Man is that I like that Spider Man is like everyone. Yeah, that's a that's a good list. I think obviously he then pick uh, our favorite games like Skullgirls and Persona, but it's okay. He already knows. He already knows. Yeah. All right. He knows that <laughs> Persona. It would have been a Persona podcast. Right? Oh yeah, it would have been. It already is kind of a Persona <laughs> podcast. Right. That's all we want to talk about. I know. In the in the future, where Persona has good net code. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the, I think the thing is, we were talking about twenty twenty being a kind of a shit year. We keep trying to go back to the past. <laughs> yeah, no, right, dude. I'm saying, if like all, like, dude, listen, this year could be redeemed if all of a sudden Persona and Darkstalkers had a better way to be played, then it probably would be redeemed for me. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree. All right, that was a long first question. We're only on number two. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, Brute Slayer on Patreon asks, have you guys ever commissioned an artist to draw characters for you? Also, this can extend to people who do Twitch, Twitter banners, music, intros, etc. If so, who was it? What kind of art was it? Full body, half body, emotes, profile pic, etc. The cost of commission, how do you enjoy it? If you haven't commissioned anyone, then would you be interested in the idea? The reason I ask, mainly because I commissioned around like eight artists over the last few years, and I really like their work via Twitter and Twitch and such. Thus, I wanted to see if you guys had a similar experience. Were you commissioning any art during your YouTube days? I had an artist, man. Mm. <laughs> I actually had an artist at one point, but due to what happened... I won't talk much about it, but the individual did some pretty great art for me and I paid them like hourly, which wow. I wouldn't recommend anybody do. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend you, anyone do that the first time around. And they did work for my thumb. They did like my thumbnail work and stuff like that. And it was good stuff. But I think if I was to do like commissioning an artist, try to get it cheap, man. I don't know. There's so, there's so many artists out here nowadays, especially even more now than before. Really talented ones. That it's like, yeah, really talented ones that I'll probably do it for dirt cheap. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like you should always, if you're going to like commission people, do it within your means. But nowadays, man, I, if I was still doing YouTube, I got into this whole thing of doing like MS Paint. So like <laughs> I do really crappy looking thumbnails with my MS Paint skills. And that's how I would do it because commissioning, it's like nice, but that's expensive, man. Like it can get really expensive. And like, I can't really, you can't really do much with art outside of just putting it somewhere or unless you manage to get it printed physically um because like i had someone do like everything for like the twitch uh the youtube banner the twitch banner i had all that stuff done for me from the same person but it's like it's cool but i would say for people that are starting out or interested in that probably don't do that unless you have that kind of money or i would do it by hour right maybe by by commission yeah, so by the commission, it would be much better, I'd say, because it's like, it's cool. Like, I think having an artist is really cool, but it's even cooler if you could do that yourself. <laughs> right. And you don't have to worry about nobody else, man. I've always like, so like, I've had this thing too. Like, I paint say that, like, Yeah, exactly. I've, I, I've had this thing where like, I wish I didn't have to edit my own videos. Because <laughs> if I didn't, I would do videos again. Like, <laughs> right. but like editing is like, I think... Like personally, that takes so much time. Oh, it does. Editing videos, dude, it takes so much freaking time. 
Like, I know you're still doing it, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that's one of the reasons why, like, I don't have that kind of time to be editing videos over and over again. It's like, and, and unless you want to straight up send out doo-doo products, which you don't want to do that, but it's like you kind of have to if you don't want to spend that much time editing, then or you don't upload ever. Um, it's it's tough, but I yeah, I've had an experience. I've, I've had a pretty much, I've had an artist basically, and I would say that it was cool for what it was. I won't say what happened to it between me and the person, but I will say that it was cool nonetheless. Now, do you perchance have a a hand in uh, Guilty Gear's UI? <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> Y'all would have made it better, man. Get back. <laughs> oh, man. I would have made it so simple looking with no color pencil looking things. <laughs> oh, man. I have commissioned art. I don't have an artist and I, for the most part, do my own art. It's not very good, but I still do it because like you said, it's cheaper and uh, I don't make a lot of money off of YouTube. So it's tough to invest a lot of money into it. I already have with equipment and stuff, right? But like it's, it's, yeah, tough, it's tough to invest when you're not getting a lot back. Maybe in the future, but uh, for now, I just make my own thumbnails and stuff. So my brother, he's the one who makes my intros. So he made oh. like uh, like my old intro, you know, the Max Splicer. He made yeah. that. That's my brother's oh, cool. voice. Yeah, and, and he actually had his friend um, do my logo and all the all, all that stuff. And uh, he's also the one who says FGC Hollywood at the beginning of the show. So he does that for me whenever I ask him, which is really nice. I've commissioned my logo, at least my recent one, to uh, Fiverr. I forget the name of the artist. I apologize, but uh, I believe the price was like ten dollars, and then I tipped like seven because the work was really it was well done, and she did it in a really timely manner. So. I, uh, I, it was like a total of like $17 and it was a pretty easy design. I personally made the, the logo. So I made the art, but she animated it. It's uh, instead of me learning after effects, <laughs> it was a worth, worth $17. All right. Number three, little Joe Potfox on YouTube asks, what do you guys think is the best and worst animation in fighting games? Also, he had a really big, um, talk about MK and a bunch of YouTubers that have spoken about animations, but, uh, just for time constraints. I just put his question on there. Best and worst animations. I have two that I think. One is a game we we shill a lot <laughs> is Melty Blood. I think Melty Blood has really cool, smooth animations, like Ooh, super it's smooth. like buttery water, bro. Mm -hmm. Two is Killer Instinct, but not watching it. You have to play Killer Instinct to see how <laughs> how smooth that game is. Like on your own screen you can't watch an archive of a tournament because man it's it's so different i don't know if you've ever booted up killer instinct and start playing but the particle okay, yeah. effects it looks mm -hmm. it looks amazing to be honest on like I, max settings yeah dude i feel like ki is what mortal kombat was trying to be you know right what I mean? yeah because like ki sometimes be like Mortal combo and mm -hmm. it's like and it just like it goes fast and it and it like be it looked like it'd be skipping frames, but it's yeah. all fluid and buttery smooth. Yeah, it makes so me want to play KI now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I uh, I would say uh, I think Skullgirls is probably up there with the best. Oh yeah, Skullgirls is really good. Yeah, it's buttery smooth, man. Mm. Buttery, buttery smooth. All hand drawn, right? Yeah, yeah, all hand drawn, man. Also, I mean, KOF thirteen is also you have to throw yep. that in there yep, for, since for you best hand drawn, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the worst, I mean, come on, it has to be Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, about... <laughs> that joint be skipping frames, man. Yeah. Oh, there is one more game. Oh, man, what was that called? I played it last year, and it was Omen of Sorrow. Jesus Christ, that was bad. It was really, <laughs> bad. <laughs> really bad. And what's that game we talked about a couple weeks ago? Not a couple weeks ago, but rather a few weeks ago. Was it just called Fight? 
on the Switch. Yeah, I think it was. That's <laughs> what you were telling me. Yeah, super bad, dude. Oh, man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, but those are my picks for best and worst. Definitely right there with you. <laughs> All right, number four, Heinz the Ryan Bomber. I love this one on YouTube. Asks, he's like, I'm going to need y'all to stop disrespecting arena fighters because <laughs> y'all ain't played the GOAT Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Oh my God, that name. <laughs> I wonder if there's a Maxi Boost off. <laughs> <laughs> probably man arcade tested for years built-in tier list the godlike loop combos that ain't square button is hype meanwhile what 2d fighter franchise would you think would make would be uh, okay as a 3d fighter personally i love the kof maximum impact series and i think it did sidesteps better than the 3d fighters we have left i would agree i would love to see kof come back to 3d I never even knew that was the 3D version of the game. I think I actually have that physical yeah, copy. Yeah, there's Maximum Impact and then Maximum Impact 2. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know nothing about that Gundam game, though, man. Like, is that even, like, can we even play that game? Is that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I really don't know. But if, hey, if Heinz the Ryan Bomber says it's got-like, it must be got-like. <laughs> yeah, it, it must be, man. It must be. All right. Number five, Spiker on YouTube asks, I have a good PC, but I always feel like the community for Arxis games dies so fast that the only option to have a decent pool of dedicated players ends up on console. Do you ever feel like fighting games on PC are too small for you to play and enjoy? If they are small, maybe you don't mind because you can just use Discord to find matches. I know this doesn't apply for games like Tekken, which seems like higher player count on PC, Hopefully in the future, we get more crossplay in all fighting games. Arxis games, I don't really play a lot of them online since the Persona days. And I did play on console, honestly, when I did play Persona. We have a resurgence now with Plus R. And he's right. A lot of a lot of more niche titles that don't get resurgences like Plus R, they live on Discord. You look at things like Arcana Heart. What's the one game that just got canceled? Oh, the uh, the game that's coming out soon. Phantom Breaker, that's going to be a Discord yeah, fighter. Man. You already know that's, that's going to be a Discord oh, fighter. Oh, that's going to be super Discord fighter, bro. You, you're probably going to struggle to even find matches on Discord. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Million Arthur is a Discord fighter. It's Yeah, LT it sucks. Discord fighter, man. <laughs> man, I really want to play that game against people, but that IP shit, man, I can't get over it. Yeah, yeah, me either, dude. I don't like it either, to be honest. Dude, it sucks that actually, like, it sucks that that does happen of what he mentioned, because when I was playing Guilty Gear, Bro, there'd be like 10 people playing Guilty Gear Rev 2, man. When I was playing, like 10, 15 people on a daily basis. Arxis games, the Arxis cycle. Yeah, man. And and Blaze Blue was even worse. Like in the beginning, Blaze Blue, like Central Fiction, people were, well, it didn't have, I don't think it came out very early on PC, but on PS4, people were playing it, but oh, it was super bad on PS4. That netcode was hot doo-doo, man. Mm. Like you had to let the intro load. If you skip the intro, the matches go worse, man. <laughs> So they not only do they die because I feel like they don't promote the PC release very well. Um, they also die because the netcodes are horrible. So, <laughs> so many things going against it. You're, one, your niche. Yeah. Two, your netcode is ass. And three, your mm -hmm. promotion is garbage. And four, the anime game life cycle is atrocious. So it's like, why would people play? Yeah, man. And then you have to play on PS4, which isn't better because most of the time, a lot of those players... On our, our uh, playing on Wi-Fi, man. They're mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, boy. That's what they call it in Panama. They call it Wi-Fi, boy. <laughs> Wi-Fi. They're on Wi-Fi. And you got to play on Wi-Fi all the time. It sucks, man. They ruin your experience because it'll be like, 
oh look four bars oh should be good oh three frames should be good and then i jumped to go like 10 9 8 <laughs> right. 25 like ah damn man. dude tekken used to do that all the time where it'd be like oh, okay four bars oh, and i get back God. in there and the guys in like cuba or some shit i'm like oh great yeah man yeah <laughs> <sighs> We talked about it yet, uh, not yesterday, but last week, how the difference between a good rollback or rather good netcode and crossplay. I'd rather have a smaller pool of players to play with, but the connection is better than have more people to play against, but the connection is worse. That's kind of how PC is. You might be playing the same people over and over, but at least you get to play them in on good terms. Yeah, man. All right, number six. Daryl on YouTube asks... Why are we so divided in our games? Oh, isn't that the million-dollar question? Because they all suck. Yeah. Is it Persona and, and Skullgirls and Darkstalker, man? That's why I know. You know, you say that, like, in in, in a joking manner, but it's kind of true. <laughs> not, not 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 specifically to Persona and, what, and Darkstalkers, but, like, it's kind of true in that way of thinking. I want to... This is an interesting question. I, I have a bit of an answer for this. So he asks, why are we so divided in our games? Why does Tekken not tend to know and or respect other games. It seems, or same it seems for Smash, Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat. Also, why do we gotta hate other games? I don't hate Tekken, but I do have a bone to pick with that community. Okay, a lot of questions there. I wanna kinda break this down. Why are we so divided in our games? Because we have a lot of different people in the community. Our community is very diverse in the FGC. A lot of different locations, different cultures. So there's gonna be a division there. Also preference makes a huge deal. Mm-hmm. He talks about Tekken specifically. I'll come back to that. He says, why do you got to hate other games? I think a lot of it has to do with maturity. And I'm going to point the finger at myself for a second. I'm more mature now than I was last week. So I'm talking within years. Eventually, you, you understand where other people are coming from. I'll take how I was thinking about Smash, for example. I used to be really salty at Smash because <laughs> the way I used to look at it is like, when you're having smash at like quote unquote my fgc event you're taking away a game that could have been there otherwise the way i look at it now is i never thought of it that way bro but now that (laughs) i think about it that way i'm salty now (laughs) (laughs) see but that's how i used to think this is like three years ago mac i used Mm -hmm. to think that way now the way i think about it is like well cool enjoy your game if that's how you want to play that's cool I'll go find the game that I enjoy and play and then focus on that. You go do your thing. I'll go do mine. It's it's just a level of maturity. With Tekken, I find that actually a lot of people, play young people play Tekken. And the reason why I'll say that, a couple days ago, I got a comment on one of my Tekken videos. And he said, this is trash. I'll make a video specifically to debunk this. That's the, that, was, that, was the, <laughs> that was what the comment said or something, something along those lines. So I went to that guy's like YouTube channel. And I looked at, dude, the kid is like 12 or like 11. And I was like, I, I didn't even put that together. Cause the way I think is like, well, it's FGC. Most of us are 18 to 30 male. That's the demographic, but you don't think about that stuff. We're only getting younger, right? Like I'm a boomer, you're a boomer, but like the FGC as a whole, they're, they're getting younger. We're so you'll see that there's somewhat of a, like a lack of maturity in some of these scenes. Also the fact that a lot of them are growing online it's mm-hmm. a little different because, you know, when you're offline, you're at the arcade, you're like, you get smacked in the mouse once, you know, you're okay. Bro. Now I know not to say that again. Online. Matt, I gotta say this. I'm sorry, but I gotta say this right quick. I read a comment because I was watching like Punk. He was talking smack about this other dude, right? And I saw a comment. It was a Ernesto Lopez video, but the comment was, see, Mike Tyson was right. 
uh, social media is terrible because now it got everybody talking like they can't get punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I start cracking up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's the quote? It's like everybody's a badass until they get hit in the face or something like that. Yeah. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mm -hmm. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And you've been there. Like, here's the thing. I know as a six-year-old kid that, like, you don't cut in line at the arcade. Like, that's a no-no. Like, you cannot do that. So you have to respect the quarter system. Everybody puts their quarter there. It's mm -hmm. it's in a vertical line, and that's your quarter. So when you get to the line, you put your quarter in. There's no shuffling quarters. and like, But that doesn't exist anymore. So with mm -hmm. online, everything goes, right? Xbox Live, they get to send any message they want. They can be toxic. Yeah, oh. I, I think the community is this young some of it is immature and there's not a lot of guidance anymore, especially online. It's kind of hard for people to be like, hey, okay, he's a figure I probably should look at or look towards to, you know, show me how things work in this community. Tekken specifically, the reason I think why maybe he picks on Tekken is because Tekken, the last couple of years, I find that they've almost had a, an air of elitism, which is weird because Tekken used to not have that. I will say this as a Tekken player, as a Tekken fan, I love Tekken, but the way I've seen Tekken the last couple of years, it's like, let's slow down our roles. Because we remember Tekken Tag 2 days when nobody gave a shit about us. But Tekken That's 7 true. has been an amazing game this generation, right? So now all of a sudden we're better than everybody else? Get the fuck out of here. We're not better. Like, Tekken is doing really good right now, but it doesn't mean that you should forget where you came from. So I, I do know that some Tekken people will talk shit about DOA, which, by the way, the game is fine. Play as far as playing the game i don't really care for the character so much but as far as gameplay mechanics really good so they'll talk a little bit shit about soul caliber about doa about games that aren't their own i understand where he comes from with Tekken. and the last thing i'll say is this i'm sorry i know i'm ranting the last thing i'll Go say ahead, is yeah. it's, a, it's a lot easier to deflect how you like what your actual opinion is or how you actually feel when instead of saying i play tekken Therefore, Mortal Kombat has to be trash. <laughs> that was like back then the Capcom ideal. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's insane the fact that that has to be the reasoning. You have to think about it more. And we talk a lot like I could tell you if you really want me to write you a dissertation on why Grand Blue Fantasy is not my cup of tea or why I think BB Tag is trash. I will because I know exactly <laughs> why I don't like those games. But I can't say, well, I play Unist, therefore BB Tag Trash. That can't be the reason. But I think a lot of people, it's easy for them to be like, okay, yeah, this is how it's going to be. This is how it should be. They don't have any guidance. That's why these knuckleheads who are 12 and 13 should listen to FGC Hollywood so we can instill some old boomer fighting game knowledge into these kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I agree i will also say i'm not sure what's up with the tekken community i thought the tekken community was fine but it depends i i've always been i guess a person that's not part of any community i don't really delve myself into saying i'm part of this community not even Skullgirls. no i'm not part of their community at all mac <laughs> <laughs> i play the game with them some of them but I don't even talk to some of them. I only talk to like the last guy I talked to that I play, I play with, he's more of my friend and he, he plays Skullgirls as much as he can, but he's been playing less of it, but he's, isn't really even part of the community either. So we like, I know people of the community, but I still wouldn't say I'm part of that set community, but I do play with them. I play games with them. I'd say 
I'm part of the community that is my local scene. I'm friends with those guys. I consider myself part of a community when I have friends in said community, but I have like acquaintances and I talk to some of them and they cool and all, but I wouldn't say there's so much of my friend or part of the community that I am in. I say I'm part of FGC Hollywood. I'm the black side. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that. I will say I'm part of that community, but I can't say much about the Tekken community. I don't know much about them, but it does suck that we are so divided in some on so many of our games. I don't know for Daryl. The answer would be for me would be like I'm a guy that plays every game. I go to the local scene. I play everything. I play even Smash. I won't play melee though. I already play that. I ain't gonna play that game. But I'll play everything. I'll play everything, and I will even compete in most, if not every game. Sometimes in locals, I'll just compete in the game just so we have an extra body there, just to add more to the competition, right? Even Catherine. Oh hell yeah, if Catherine was in. I'd be in it, man. I'd be damn deep in that tree. edge. That'd be, <laughs> I'll be I'll be up on the edge right there, <laughs> dude. Yeah, man. And it sucks that it's like that with communities where they they kind of cut away from themselves. Like for Smash, I would say they cut themselves off from everything else. They're the outlier that's cut themselves off. They don't want to be part of the FGC, and that's fine. They learn from their parents. Yeah, right. They learn from the exactly. Seems like they're learning from. Isn't it crazy? Like they're kind of sorry, not to cut you off, but they're go ahead, man, go ahead. They're learning from Nintendo. Nintendo treats them away. They really are, dude. And then they treat everybody else that way. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn it from somewhere, right? That's what I always think too, man. Someone taught it to taught them that type of thinking. It's got to like look at look at Harada. He's mm-hmm. teaching people how to not talk to other people <laughs> and be mean on Twitter. Like, yeah, being indirectly mean to them. And 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 it shows kind of like the forecast of how the the people are going to be. Like if everybody's like so for instance in the Skullgirls community, people are pretty responsive. They try to be respectful. They're very open to talking to each other. And some of the people that work on the game are also always talking to the beginners and all that stuff. So that's that's helpful to them. And it's good, and it teaches people good manners. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at Street Fighter. I don't know what the hell's going on now with Street Fighter. I don't know who the hell. Like, they took out that dude. Uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Ono? Ono, yeah, they took out Ono. So, like, I don't even know who talks in the place of Capcom or Street Fighter. Ed Boon got Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mortal Kombat got Ed Boon, same way, uh, same thing. So, mm-hmm. And he, he talks to people, so I don't know how bad the Mortal Kombat community is, but it seems like they're doing all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I you know, I'm actually starting to become, uh, I think early on when we started doing a lot of uh, FGC Hollywood, I think I got a lot of out of my system. But now I think I'm starting to return back to uh, old days where I, I'm really trying to do better of, sometimes I slip and sometimes I do it anyway. But like, I'm trying to do better of uh, not putting down somebody else in order to try to elevate myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's right. You, you have to constantly work on it, right? Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. I slip. I mean, I'm not gonna front. I slip every now and then. I'll call out people, but I don't really think it ever comes from a point of trying to elevate myself. It's just because I want things to be even, I guess, or maybe balanced. I don't know. Yeah, it could be also one of those things where you're just trying to self improve yourself, and you're trying not to be this individual that's always negative. Because like that's that's what it is too. We're trying to play around with the line of negativity. Like, yeah, sure, we'll say BB tag is doo doo butt cheeks, and we don't like grand blue, but we could say there's good things about it to even out that balance. But it's still our opinions and preferences. Yeah. Also, I don't believe I've ever said, and I don't believe you've ever said either, 
you shouldn't play BB tag. I think we've oh, all, no, we've man. always said the game yeah. is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that. Yeah, man. I, if I did, I didn't mean it. I would say <laughs> by all means, play whatever you want to play and have fun playing it. I know plenty of people that play street fighter five. And I think that game is hot doodle. And I, I, I'll probably tell it to a friend. You shouldn't play that game <laughs> as a, like, just like, you know, as a joke. You told something. it to me like, today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are you playing that game? That's terrible. <laughs> right. Don't hurt yourself. Exactly. But I wouldn't mean it in a way where it's like, no, no, don't do that. You're stupid. No, it's like, it's just a joke, man. You know, play whatever you want. And I think that that's also another problem with like, so for instance, when I was really into anime fighting games, it always talks smack about Street Fighter V in a way where it was like they hated the game. Like they didn't like anybody. It almost sounded like they didn't like people playing it. And it's like, come on, man. People going to play what they want to play. They, Capcom players say the same thing about us weebs over here. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't help. And it's it's stupid, man. It's really dumb. Just If, if you if you want, Daryl, don't become those people. Always be open to something. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But be open to the other things and, and just be cool with everybody. And the locals I go to, we all play different things and we're all, all being cool with each other. So that's, that's what I like about our locals. Yeah. And if I recall correctly, hopefully I'm not messing this up, but I believe Daryl carries the uh, DOA torch. So, uh, yeah. Hey man, keep carrying it. If you like that game, don't, yeah, man. don't let these Tekken weebs tell you what to play. Yeah, for real, dude. The fact, the fact that you're, you're still playing a game while everyone else is, it means that you really care for it compared to like, where I know people that play Tekken and they're only playing it because there's numbers. You have people to play with. That doesn't mean it's a good game. All right. Number seven, El Usuario Perdido on YouTube asks, what makes a game viable in a competition? For example, Smash is made for the casual player in mind. And yeah, there are plenty of hardcore scenes even for Smash 64. But some fighting games get dropped instantly. This is a kind of a loaded uh, question. Everybody got loaded questions. Yeah, man. I was going to say, we got, we got really good questions this week. They're filling the potato up over here, man. <laughs> I will say, uh, just for a somewhat of a condensed answer, because this is really loaded, I will say you have, if you're going to have a fighting game, you have to have some semblance of a concise rule set. So everybody has to mm -hmm. play the same. Like, you can have different character attributes, but the system has to be... Uh, consistent for every single one of those characters they can't deviate from that system like it's it's kind of hard like this is a 2d game but one person can't jump <laughs> like yeah. it, you can't have that the other part is you can have a little bit of luck in your fighting game but not a part of the system you have to have a skill-based game in order for it to be viable for competition by luck i mean like item characters like teddy and Faust, that, well, I think Teddy actually his uh, stuff is in order. But like Faust, for example, oh, it's, it? yeah, Faust and Guilty Gear, it's all luck, right? Like the items are random. You don't know what's going to come out, but you have to adjust depending on what's coming out. That's fine because it's a character attribute, and you decided to pick a character that sometimes uses luck for its gameplay. What you can't have is the mechanics have luck built into it because it has to be skill based. Yeah. That's a more deeper. I was just going to say something along the lines of you got to have at least two people to play and someone to organize it, I guess, for a for a game to stick around, for it to be competitive. There has to just be a group of people willing to keep it going and keep it alive. Even if it's like seven people, I'd still consider that alive and well because like our locals has, we still all play Guilty Gear Rev and it's like, what, like six of us? 
but that's like that's what we keep pretty much alive and well and that's when we kind of competitive with it so it helps actually you know what now that i'm reading this question again i think that's what he was looking for <laughs> i think i just went into like yeah. the, that whole mechanic uh rant <laughs> and he was you actually just one, like... <laughs> it's, good, it's true though you do need like viability needs it requires competition requires rule sets and stuff like that too. yeah i think he was more looking for like people <laughs> he was like yeah. <laughs> yeah my bad yeah you wanted a deeper that's all good because it ties into things because like if you have like a group of people you also do need the rule sets to kind of function on that and like in the case of like random uh kind of characters i think there was a character like for instance like that would have messed up some some of the competition in ultimate there was a character hero that came out and they were like let's ban this guy for something like that and it would have ruined some of the competition for some people that play the character for example so is that the dragon's quest dragon quest hero yeah dragon quest yeah man dude dope as hell but he has like this he actually has a move called hocus pocus that's completely random like <laughs> you never know what the spell is out it's like super super random compared to the list of spells that come out that spell is like two random chances per one it's but, probably also a reason even, why they don't play with items in certain stages right because there's a lot of luck that goes into that yeah exactly and smash is like a perfect example of that because of all of the items that goes into play so you do have to that that would have like honestly if the the items you could still play competitively but it's it's more random and so the competition is harder to see based off skill if you're trying to see skill more so luck mm -hmm. all right we got four more here felonious monk on youtube asks, hey mac and pringle hope you guys are doing well I recently discovered Senko no Ronde. It's a game that combines aspects of fighting games and shoot 'em ups. My question is, do you guys think it is possible to combine another game genre with fighting games successfully? What would you guys try to combine? Another question I have is, would you do a podcast with the FGC Hollywood Holy Trinity together? Both you two and Broken. Loving the podcast, keep it up. Yeah, I think that would be really cool if we... Uh, added broken for a special episode the holy trinity yeah, i like cool, that man. yeah the holy trinity <laughs> <laughs> the rebirth the re <laughs> let's go um as far as his actual question you play uh tekken 7 the story mode yeah remember not... when lars picks up that machine gun and starts shooting people <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't like that <laughs> I like how you said you didn't like it. I didn't like that. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. It's it's almost like a gimmick. It's just like, uh, I don't really know. But you know what I did like? The Wait. beat em up uh story mode for Tekken Six. We just beating the shit Tekken out of people. Forced, right? Is that what it was called? Something like that. The no, just the, the story campaign for Tekken Six. Oh, okay. Just running yeah, I remember that. running across, beating the shit out of people, claiming chests. That was fun for me. <laughs> I, I saw Oblivious play that and I was like, why isn't this in the new one? I know. It's, <laughs> so actually, it's a stupid the first thought that came to my head. Yeah. It's uh it's really good. I think they could though, like they could combine. I mean, if they did it with Tekken, they combined a beat em up with a uh fighting game. They've combined them's fighting her as like kind of like a platformer, right? I heard that Grand Blues RPG is good. I don't know how that works, but it's uh again, I'm biased, but I played a little bit of it. It's not very good. Oh, you have the game? I I used to, and then I refunded oh, okay. it. That's my that's the that's the max <laughs> way, man. That's that's the max Bruh. special. <laughs> that's the savage way, man. That's the seven seven day uh, the seven day exchange. Yeah, not even oh, seven days. Man. So you're only allowed to play. I think what is it like ninety minutes or two something like that? Yeah, two hours. Yeah, I think it's like two. 
So I always, I time it. I'm like, okay, let me play a little bit of this, a little bit, a little bit Bruh, of that. <laughs> yeah. I and then, do that, man. <laughs> yeah. And then I get my money back. So, because Steam, you could just be like, I didn't like the game. And then be like, okay, here's your money back, which is awesome. So I get two hours of experience and I'm yeah, like, okay, true. give me my money back. Especially with that game. It's so expensive. But I played a little bit of the, the RPG mode. It's just kind of mashy and uh, repetitive. I didn't like it. I didn't get very far, but really? I can't imagine how much better it got. I, you just, I played with a grand and you're just going from side to side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was mashy. I didn't like it. I thought it was like, an, like so like, I think what would be interesting uh, is um, maybe a real RPG. <laughs> like if there was like, I mean, okay. So like, have you ever heard of this game called The Adventures of Little Ralph? No. So it's a kind of obscure, and I heard about it from somebody else. It's a platformer, but in the boss fights, it turns into like a fighting game, hmm. which is cool. So I feel like maybe if they were able to, like for like fighting games, they can make it so that the fights are like normal fights, and then the outside gameplay could be something more interesting that would be worthwhile. Like, And I think that would probably even help the issue of making the one-player experience better because it's either a bunch of cutscenes or just one-off fights that isn't very helpful. So what if they just made something completely different outside of that? Because might as well, because that stuff's boring as hell. Yeah, QTE City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's another Beyond Two Souls out here, bro. <laughs> All right. You got to find the origami killer, man. <laughs> oh, God. You got to set the plates on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hated that you gotta and turn then, the lights on man yeah turn the lights on. and you know what's hilarious about that game is it doesn't really give you very good instructions on how to do the stupid mechanics no, and then your no, wife in the background man. is just like have you not set the table yet it's like i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> she's like shut your ass up man i'm trying to figure out how to turn the lights on <laughs> she's nagging yeah, you man. Yeah, man. It's like she starts bugging you. Like, man, I'm gonna kill this chick. And there's a, man, there's I'm about a time to be limit too. Yeah, yeah, there is for every. Eventually, she gets tired. She's like, whatever, I'll just do it. Just go somewhere else. And I'm like, Jesus, I was trying. It's like a real relationship. <laughs> Yo, you can feel this. You perspiring over there. It's like yeah. this hole is causing me way too much stress. Oh. I need to divorce her right now. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing I will say about the reverse of how you mentioned how the final boss was a fighting game. You ever play the Soros Wrath? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That Yeah, yeah, that did the same thing. It's like uh you get to fight Akuma, right? I think is it either Evil Ryu or Akuma? You get to fight him in like the Street Fighter model. Yeah, that's freaking dope, man. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like the diary of a mad black guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I swear to you, he's just mad all the so way. He's so pissed. Yeah, he's so mad. <laughs> all right, three more here. Kite on Discord. Kite had a couple questions, but I only picked one because time constraints. He asks, who do you think has helped advance the FGC as a whole the most to the point it is now? Could be a TO, dev, etc. To clarify a bit, it could be who you think helped get the community to the size it is today or getting the FGC popular more in the mainstream. Whatever you think is is the most impactful for making the FGC great and who was the leader in that? I was thinking about this question as I was writing it down in the show notes. Uh, It's so hard to pick one person. So I can't mm-hmm. because it's actually in the name, right? It's it's the C in yeah. the FGC. Community. I will say this. I think this community is much bigger than any one entity because you could pick out any one person, remove them, even if they're really big. Let's take like Maximilian, for example. Let's say Maximilian left the FGC tomorrow. It's going to hurt the content creation space. It's going to hurt the Twitch space. 
it's going to be a big detriment to the FGC if they lose him. But eventually, it'll pick up around him. And within a year or so, you'll see the FGC, they'll surround themselves around maybe one community leader here, one community leader there, and it'll fill in the gaps. It'll fill in the holes. A perfect example of that is what you saw Excellent Adventures, Mike Ross and Gutex. Mm-hmm. No, that hole still ain't filled, man. I don't know what you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, it, for example, yeah, that's true. you yeah. and I know who those guys are because they were big for when we were coming up in the FGC, they were our people who we used to watch, right? They were our community figures. But for somebody who came up with Dragon Ball Fighters, Mike Ross and Gutex don't mean anything to them. Like they, yeah, man. they know nothing of what they signify, but they have other people that do mean a lot to them that you and I might not know. So I'm saying you could pick people like the, the Cannon Brothers are huge, Alex Valle, mm-hmm. Daigo, and Seth Killian, and there's so many to name. Jabali, if we want to talk about like tournament organizers, Rick the Hado, there's a bunch of players as well, right? But you could take any single one of those people, remove them, and then the FGC, I think, will recover in due time. That's a good way to run around from the uh, question. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying politically no. correct here. <laughs> you're right, right? Ah, oh, dude, no, you're right, man. I- I was I was gonna I low key I was gonna say the TOs because they make most of everything possible. <laughs> well, the but devs too, right? If we, no devs, yeah, no the games. Devs <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So like, yeah, man. I think there's uh, yeah, it's really a community thing. You could be like the TOs make the game possible, and in a way, they're the really really bigger ones that kind of help market the game. Um, the devs make the game though. So if we ain't got no game, we ain't got no players play the games. Usually, TOs can be players too in that regards, but. Yeah, it does help, and it's a it's a community thing. It's a bigger part of everything, and I don't think there was one specific person in particular that kind of made this a thing. It's just everybody just kind of came together and played stuff. Yeah. All right, two more. Broken Wing, we know him, friend of the show on Discord, asks if you could tell someone new to fighting games one thing. Oh, you kind of answered this on Discord as well. Um, one thing Did to I? get them. I think I answered. I think you were kind of trolly, but it was still an answer. <laughs> <laughs> If you could tell someone new to fighting games one thing to get them started on their path, what would it be? Curious to know what your ideas are. Oh, yeah, you were talking about frame data. Don't listen to frame data. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Wait, 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 I got it. Don't read frame data and don't be a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's what you said. Walk with, walk with both feet before using your hands. <laughs> <laughs> don't read frame data, man. I I'm, I'm, I'm still will say that, though. Like, don't read that stuff, man. Don't read any of that stuff. Just... Pick a character, be like, damn, this character is cool. I want to get more into this character. Try to find people that know the character. But that's like if I was talking about characters, which I think is still more specific. If it came to just fighting games, I'd say pick something you think is cool, really. But do you mean ever? Like never read frame data? Oh, no, nah, man. You should read frame data later down, but don't read it in the beginning. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. that's a terrible idea. Like it's not a like frame data is something much more later down for more advanced intermediate players but stuff like picking up a new game really is just all about picking it up thinking it's cool and kind of sticking to whatever you find in that in the game you pick like if you pick a character you like then you stick with it and then you really just kind of keep playing it and then if you like the character you get better at it and then you'll learn more the ins and out of said character and you'll learn the ins and out of said fighting game and you just keep grinding it and grinding it and you'll like the game more from there on out. Yeah, that's well said. I, yeah, I'm behind that statement as well. Like frame data, I think is good later. 
Not now, if you're new, not now, but later it could come in handy. As far as what I would tell newcomers, I would say that don't be overwhelmed because mm. fighting games, you know what I found with a lot of new people that go into fighting games is like, oh man, there's just so much to keep track of, so yeah, much to man. learn. I th think they see that as a negative. It's like, no, that's a good thing. It, that means that you, you have a lot of time to spend with this game. It doesn't mean you have to learn it all right now. This is going to take months and years, and sometimes you're not going to learn 100% of what this game is. You'll still be yeah. able to play and have fun if you have like 65% of the game's knowledge of like what it actually does. There's characters that I play against in Tekken. I've been playing Tekken for years, and there's a character, for example, like Raven. I don't know how to block every single Raven thing, but I'm not stressed out about it because eventually I'll play her, I play against her enough, or eventually I'll pick her up and I'll learn more about her. And then, you know, my knowledge increases. But just don't get overwhelmed. Pick something, pick a lane, enjoy, and have fun in the process. But you don't want to, just because there's a lot to learn doesn't mean you have to learn it all at once. Patience is a virtue. Yeah, exactly. Patience is a virtue. Don't look at hard work or too much as a bad thing, man. That's a that's good things, man. Those are, mm -hmm. those are those are good things. And like I'd also say that when it comes to because I've also noticed that like sometimes people pick a fighting game that is too daunting. Like there's way too much things. Like if you if if you're first starting out with Guilty Gear Axe Core, that's not baby's first fighting game. No. Baby's first fighting game is like Street Fighter Five, man, right? Yeah. That's like, a good fighting game to start with. Yeah, man. And that's what I re recommend sometimes to people, man. Start with Street Fighter Five as much as I don't like it. I I think it's great to start with the game because like if you start with street fighter 4 not much people play it but street fighter 5 in a way it, it killed some of the stuff that made like street fighter 4 so difficult to understand like fadc's and, and one frame links so street fighter 5 made all that stuff more digestible which is good which kind of ruined it in the same sense but it's perfect for beginners mm -hmm. and like don't yeah like max said getting overwhelmed is probably one of the things i noticed with a lot of people it's like man there's so much of this there's so much of this. whenever someone starts taking it like look at all these moves and i'm like dude don't worry about that because there's no way in hell you're gonna do like 70 moves bro no like, and it's and and the way they structure moves i think it's weird too personally like they'll call a move three buttons and it's like in normal fighting games a move is one button yeah you know what i'm saying well they consider strings as yeah one move yeah exactly so that that can kind of make everything more difficult as face value especially but it's always just taking it as you go and not worrying so much about what's tomorrow more so just paying attention to the now mm -hmm. and by the way that doesn't only affect newcomers there's a clip out there when mike ross was just trying to get into tekken and he went into the move oh, list Do you, have you seen that one uh, no 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 but i can imagine it because i remember seeing him play the game yeah so he goes into training mode he goes into the move list and then he he scrolls down and it's just like I think he's he's doing king and it's like 142 moves and he's like what I have to learn all of these and he's like no thanks and then he closes the game and launches something else <laughs> and he's a veteran it's like so he's a Mike veteran Ross, of yeah That's so Mike Ross though <laughs> so it doesn't only affect newcomers a lot of people get overwhelmed when they're unfamiliar it's I was unfamiliar with Plus R. I still think that game is really hard, but it's enjoyable to learn because here's the thing. You ever play Pokemon on emulator? Yeah, man, of course. Who you ever put you ever put those Game Shark codes in? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, they're so long. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I've done that where I'm like, in the, I've played like whatever Ruby on mm -hmm. emulator. I would put the game shark code on. I'd go into some grass and as there's a Charizard, I catch him because I game shark my way with some master balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I already got my... <laughs> I already got everything. This man, this man said, once you unlock God mode, it's not no fun, man. No. it's You I, like learning. You want advancement. You yeah, want a little man. bit of struggle. Once you know everything, it's no longer fun. Dude, unlocking every cheat code in GTA is only fun for like 30 minutes. Afterwards, you get bored. Hmm. When you know everything, there's no fun to knowing anything. Whenever I see a new daunting game, the only the things I think about nowadays is time. If I have the time, then I'm considered trying it out. But I love... I love new fighting games because I can learn so much from them. And it's something weird when people kind of toss that away with, and that comes with everything because I know a lot of fighting game players, they don't like learning new things, man. Like they, they like it easy, simple. It's like, sometimes that's why people always stick with the shuttle. It's like, no, I'm just going to stick with something simple and easy. And ain't no problem with that. But it's like, it's like, there's so much more to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like Tekken has that, like that barrier of like knowledge out the ass, man. Um, in the thing and that's like the, the difference between like intelligence and wisdom wisdom is like the use of knowing how to use your knowledge and then intelligence is just having the knowledge but what can you do if you can't use it absolutely that's why you should listen to us boomers we know what we're talking about yeah man <laughs> yeah man i don't want to talk about man don't screw frame that a dp is ass when you negative screw it <laughs> every time too on wake up <laughs> hell yeah man till he makes you respect it you don't respect him never oh that's another tip Never give nobody respect if they haven't given you any respect. Uh, a lot of fighting game players, I know they always play so defensive when they don't even know what's going on. It's like, man, do whatever you want to yeah. do Make first. Make them earn it. Then you see how they deal with it. Yeah, man. All right, one more. Big Sword on Discord asks, who are your favorite Joe characters? Just curious, Yes, because yesterday you were playing Neko Arc. Yeah, I was playing Melty Blood on stream. Offline, of course. No IP. <laughs> and I was playing Neko Arc for fun. Because uh, he's a fun little cat dude. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Nobody plays that one. No. I don't know, man. I don't really have a joke character I can think of. I don't know. You ever play like Dan in Street Fighter? Nah, I didn't really like him that much, man. No. He's funny, but I didn't really like him that much. I never really played him. I will say one is Junpei. Shadow Junpei in Persona. That character sucks. He was sucks. a joke character? Really? Well, Shadow Junpei is like he's... You can't win with him because he, I mean, he has to hit you 80,000 times if he wants to get your life bar to zero. <laughs> he sucks. Bruh, He's so R. terrible. <laughs> I'm sure Smash has a bunch of joke characters. Yeah, I think like that. Half the roster is a joke character. I, I like <laughs> Villager. I think Villager is a joke character. That's my favorite character, but I go in with Villager, man. I'd be savage with Villager, boy. <laughs> What's the stick figure? The black stick figure? That, Are you like, talking about Game & Watch? Yeah, Game & Watch. <laughs> yeah, he's a joke character, but he's actually really good. Like, one of the top players uses Game & Watch, man. That's hilarious. He's bodying people. Yeah, man. All right. Shout out of the week. Hey, shout out to the people listening on audio feeds. I don't know if you noticed, mm -hmm. but uh, I did some research the other day just because I was... I forgot what started it. I think I was talking to somebody or whatever, but I went to go look at stats on mm -hmm. audio feeds for uh, fighting game podcasts. And... First of all, there's one fighting game, uh, fighting game podcast out there that doesn't release their stance, which I won't name. But uh, <laughs> uh, they don't put them out there. I'm just saying. It's uh, it's public for the rest of us. But just with that one podcast, they're just like, no, nah, I don't really want you to see our stats. But uh, hey, Pringle, we're technically number one outside of the one that doesn't release their stats. We have the most amount of listeners on 
uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that jazz. Not not YouTube. So uh, hey, shout outs to those people that listen on audio platforms. I really appreciate it that uh, they're listening to FGC Hollywood. That's pretty sick. Man, I didn't even know, man. I I was like, yo, that's dope. I saw you pull up that other uh, that numbers. I was like, oh wow, I didn't know thousands. Oh, we're hitting thousands over here. Really dope, man. Is it possible that people can comment on the audio platforms? I I wish I'd love to hear more of what they have to say. I think you can on like Podbean, you can leave comments yeah. and then most comments are left through reviews like on Apple Podcasts and yeah. maybe Spotify has it too. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good, good to know that we have listeners on various different platforms. Podcast stats, to be honest, they're kind of trash. Like it's, it's hard to really pinpoint how people find the show or yeah. how long they listen and stuff like that. But uh, regardless... I think you have to listen for like 30 seconds for it to count as a listen. So mm. hopefully people listen to longer than that. But uh, either way, FGC Hollywood is, is coming, coming for that top spot if we don't already have it. But yeah, we're 12 weeks into FGC Hollywood. I think we're doing fairly well. You know, we've hit a couple road bumps. I think we pissed off a couple people. I did my fair share. I think you did your fair share. <laughs> but I think we're starting hey, to find man. a groove. Hey, man, just because VTubers ain't so good. Is it really our problem? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're uh, we're learning though. We're growing, and it's been. I've been having a lot of fun. I don't know about you. I've been having a lot of fun recording. Oh yeah, the show. man, definitely, man. I have been having a lot of fun too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Being let down by fighting games, talking about them, being let down by them, <laughs> being let down by them. It Me sounds too, like man. the Arxis uh, cycle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Jesus Christ, man. Who about to drop it in the next two weeks, man? Oh man. Well, before we get out of here, I have one little announcement. Uh, I have, hopefully I can get this out before the podcast comes out. I'm doing a theory crafting for Dragon Ball Z. I'm making a Dragon Ball Z game the way I want it to play or the way I would visualize it, right? Uh, I didn't do the recording today because I wanted to save my voice for the podcast. Sometimes when I do lines, I uh, my voice gets really raspy, so I didn't want to do that. I'll have to do that tomorrow, maybe. And so look out for that if you're listening and you're on YouTube and you care about Dragon Ball Z or my opinion. Uh, that should be out before the podcast. And um, yeah, I, that's pretty much all I have for this podcast. I think we had a very fulfilling show today, Pringle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think as as the more traction we get, the more probably stuff will happen later down the line, I believe. Man. Mm -hmm. At least question-wise. I will say, if it all fails, man, we can always talk about some Chun Li costumes. I'm hey, just saying, that's always an option. <laughs> always an option. Right. And then we can hide our right. stats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done throwing shade. <laughs> all right, right, right. We're there. We're there. All right. My name is Max Bleiser. That's Pringle the One. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a fairly decent show. And this was FGC Hollywood. Peace out, y'all. Take care, y'all. Peace.